Yeah, it's just the walk up here, man, is all uphill from where I live. So. Oh, yeah, that's what they call uptown. Because you're, yeah. you're physically going up in a lateral direction towards the summit. And there's like a place called um, Summit too, like Summit neighborhood or not Summit, Summit Street, which like I think refers to like the hill. Okay. It's the tippy top of the hill. Man. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me introduce you, man. I'm with uh, Richie Lucht, my man. How's it going? We crossed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm doing well, man. We crossed paths coincidentally. Um, it was just perfect timing. And we talked. And you talked about how you wanted to be on a podcast. And I was just like, well, you're, lu- you're in luck, Mr. Lucht. I'm, yeah, man. Timing was perfect. And so right away, I was like, hey, you have a podcast. <laughs> Can I be a guest? So here I am. Yeah, perfect. And you had your, I think your crystal had something to do with it. You had your. Uh, I did. I had my clear quartz. So I guess I was manifesting at, t- at the time. Is that what clear quartz does? It manifests? It's, I don't know uh, the, the, the different. Amplifies. It amplifies it. Oh, so it amplifies whatever you want. Exactly. Okay. From and I know. Have you seen that where well, you just, you carry it around for a specific reason or is it just cause like, so I got into the whole spiritual thing pretty recently. Um, and a lot of, a lot of weed smoking had to do with that as well. And then mushrooms and all, it all led to more earthly things. And so I got very in tune with my spiritual side. And so started reading up on it. I like it, man. I feel that I feel the vibes of it all, you know? Yeah. You feel the, uh, the energy. That, that's a common theme. I feel like when people start to dabble in like, psilocybin or like certain like um, psychedelics they become more spiritually in tuned yeah it just feel natural and so now it's like a nice little positive hobby of mine and i'm trying to like read up on it more okay chakra 101 chakra 101 that's the book you said you're reading right yeah then kundalini yoga so i'm gonna start looking into that yeah i can help you with that i have some i have some resources see have a resource list just a nice balanced lifestyle that's what i'm trying to live yeah were you always that way or did something have to happen for you to kind of Oh man, change past. Got or... divorced, man. Separated. Wow. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. Had my heart broken, but now yeah, I did a five-year path of to who I am today. So that definitely led to to a lot of my questioning the existence and why are we here and how do you heal and how do you cope with things and so definitely enhanced my uh, ability to communicate with others and to empathize. And so, wow. yeah, into all like horoscopes and stuff too, but also a lot of scientific stuff. Do you do your well. like the daily horoscopes? I used to do it a lot. And then now it's kind of like telling me a lot of stuff that I, it's, it's fun <laughs> in the moment. Like, so I only do it once in a while. So if, if I feel something, if I'm like going out tonight, you know, let's see, you know, maybe out of curiosity, but it's just, yeah, it's fun. So what I do sometimes is like, I don't know if this is like the right thing to do in like the, in the astron- um, astrolog- astrology, 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 astrology world. Astronomy is like the, like the actual, the physical, right? <laughs> yeah, I always get confused with two, yeah. And then yeah. astrology is like Sagittarius, yeah. Scorpio. And then, so one thing I would do is like, I'd be like, okay, I'm randomly, I'd be like, okay, if the horoscopes are right, then if I check yesterday's horoscope, I can conf- cross-reference it and yeah. be like, that stuff actually happened. But then it's always very vague. So it's like, it could have happened. It could have not happened. have a, a, a really specific one though, ever? A very specific. I mean, one. even if it was coincidental, maybe. But the fact that it was really relatable too. So I'm not at a point where I check it every day, but like sometimes, yeah, I feel like there'd be ones that'd be like, well, I did meet a new person. Like you're telling you're gonna meet a stranger, okay. and then I'd be, I'll meet Richie at Bosa, and then I'll be like, okay, I guess, yeah. I guess that was it. But then it, that means that everybody born from December first or <laughs> you you know, met every, someone met someone new. If they were looking, some people didn't go out that day. You yeah. know. Oh, so, but what if like, but it says you're gonna meet someone new. What if like? 
in theory, you could be at home and meet someone new. Like the pizza guy could be like, could yo, be. bro, can I use your phone, man? And then, and then all of a sudden you're friends. And, and you might, yeah, you're doing it without even knowing it. Yeah. Uh, delivery guy, yeah, yo, man. It's a stranger delivered to your door to be, to meet. But what about people like that you meet? Do you ever look into like what their sign is to see if you would get along all with them the time or... thing is i'm not like religiously into it like yeah. i'm not like d- it's d- always d- nice to have like a friend that that knows a lot about it you can just bounce stuff off of exactly i have one of my friends tyler who was also on the podcast and he could do like her whole natal chart like your whole um yeah. actually i recently met a girl who was like what's your birthday or like what's your birth time what's it she was reading like i think she was very into astrology and she was reading like my mars and my pluto and my like your whole birth chart yeah like not even just like the rising and the and the, you know there's like the rising yeah. and there's the moon and then there's your sun sign. One's about like your luck. One's your like. What's the love. luck one? It's like each planet represents something uh, in your life. You know, you have your moon sign, your sun, and so that's more love and yeah. So there's different ones. Oh. So she's doing the chart. They're trying she to was, dissect you to the planet. So she sent me like this chart of like it looked like a compass. Like yeah. <laughs> it was like a round thing, and it was like there are lines. It looked really hard to read, but I think she could read it. And I was just like, oh, interesting. But I've never had like a full reading. I just never paid for it. And this was a free opportunity. Yeah, I always get the ads for it. You know, it sounds interesting, but yeah. What's that app that they're always like having ads for? It's like the psychic app. There's one that I'm on called. uh, Oh, do you pay for it? Pattern? No, Pattern. It might be. It's like a social network for spiritually enlightened people. And people talk about things like reddit for like uh yeah, okay yeah. so what do you guys like do you guys have like meetups and stuff or is it all just uh, so i just dabble in it right now but i, I look into the, so, the social network of it all and people like have groups and they have like questions of the day like and gets people talking you know, topics oh. of the day so we'll talk about like oh Mer- mercury's in retrograde how do you guys feel exactly oh typing yeah. i do feel weird on uh, full moon days I can attest to that. That's the one thing I can take home. Okay. Yeah. I can swear by that. On full moon, like the two days leading Things up happen. to it, two days after it, there's definitely weird energy. Yeah. Um, I feel off. I just feel tired. Yeah. And I look up like, oh, it's a full moon. And then also, it, that's actually verified in science. You know that? No. Yeah. So actually, doctors have like a term, like full moon days, where apparently everybody comes in like sick to the ER on during full moons. It's the craziest. It's like their most uh, busy days. See, I stay home on those days. <laughs> <laughs> they they say you should. Yeah. Did so you you've traveled quite a bit. We talked yeah, about that. Man. So yeah, I moved to, I moved to Italy. So so during my whole like finding myself thing again, trying to figure out how. So this is post after your divorce. Well, yeah. So like after yeah. the actual breakup. Uh, it was, uh, we were trying to find a way to coexist. We, we have two kids together, so we're yeah. trying to figure out how to co-parent. And so that was a lot of um, a lot of work to get to the point where you can not only you know forgive someone for past doings, just to be able you know, and and on top of that, be able to be parents to two children and try to you know to to not hate each other. You know, I know I know a lot of people who separate and then they they don't talk a lot. I didn't really want that path. I was trying to see what I can do to repair as much as I could, still go separate ways, but try it to try to make it the best as possible. Does that make sense? Yeah, like a balanced approach where yeah. it's like you're more like coworkers, I guess. Yeah. In raising these parents, these with kids. the history, I guess you, you could consider like with the past. So there's a certain bond in a sense, uh, knowing someone for a long time, and so, and then having ch- children with them too. How long have you did you know your uh, your ex-wife? Uh, 15 years. Wow. So you guys yeah. were kind of like high school sweethearts exactly. type of situation. Okay. Yeah, it was nuts, man. And this was in, you're from San Diego originally, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But a lot of that was, I mean, phases. So once we got married, that's typically when things kind of get hairy. 
and then as I start, start to look back and start to look at um, friends, marriages, and stuff like that, it kind of has all the expectations along with it. What do you, like, as soon as you get that title, both people now share different responsibilities up to a point now. It's, it just, for some reason, changes the game. And then you have children, and you get more responsibilities, and you wear more hats. And that starts to pile up. And then if you don't have a clear communication line with your, your partner, that's when it starts to get uh, an overload and, and a backup. And so then resentment builds up and trust and doubt. And then you know, people start to do things that normally wouldn't do. And so you know, I call that an autopilot phase for a long time. So you felt like it was societal expectations? A lot of like family too. Like based on my history of what my family's family was like my parents or my my cousins or any idea even tv society as well yeah um and then so that that kind of hits you early on in a marriage and if you're a new parent so you're adding more baggage to a situation where you're still trying to figure out get your hat your head wrapped around what you're doing at that moment what does it mean for you to be a husband what does it mean for you to be a dad you know not just from one of two and how do you treat each child individually you know yeah um knowing that that's two extra people in, you know, that you're responsible for. Uh, and then you have your family and stuff too. I have siblings in San Diego and the oldest of three. So that, yeah, so to, back to the point, yeah. So I, I mo- moved to Italy to, to try to actually work on it at first. And then six months into it, I was like, okay, no, we're just gonna, we're just gonna enjoy this place. Yeah, go yeah. our separate ways and, yeah. and uh, yeah, I think, I feel like travel can give you great perspective in that way. Yeah. Of, you know, what you, when you leave the bubble, especially the bubble of America. Yeah. And you left right after Trump got elected, right? Yeah. So like, so it was, it was like my Diane Lane moment. Have you seen that movie? Who's Diane Lane? It's like an old... Under the Tuscan yeah. Sun. <laughs> she gets cheated on. Yeah. And then she lives <laughs> with the Tuscan. Doesn't she fall in love with like some Polish farm boy or something? No, so the old... I guess she falls in love with someone at the end. There's a guy named... What's his name? He, he, she, she yells it out. Oh, I forget the name. Everyone knows the name. She yells it to him because she's chasing him down the olive field. Oh, her, her lover? Yeah, the Italian guy at first who ends up replacing her again. So she gets cheated on like twice. Wait, even, even in Italy? Yeah. Wow. He, he like lives in Positano. Oh, I can't believe I forgot his name already. You said it like, I know that Positano. I was around there a couple times. Yeah. Like, I remember watching that movie. I know Sandra. Is that Sandra O? Oh, is she in there? The girl from the uh, it's yeah, the girl from uh, Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy, yeah, yeah, She's yeah. A, she yeah, she has a baby, and then her partner ditches her. Wow. So they're both. So, <laughs> do you believe that the institution of marriage is still a valid engagement to have? I don't think people believe that anymore. I think that there's so what I started noticing is once I got out of mine. And I did it for a while, like six years. Um, and then I got out and I tried to reevaluate what I wanted this second go. Yeah. And as I dated, I started to see that a lot of people, including myself, didn't even know what we wanted anymore. What are we doing this for? We want companionship. You want someone to, to bond with, to vibe with. But we don't really put the time and effort into how, get, getting to the point to know someone that well, to allow them to like, really get to know ourselves or, or themselves. For me, I'm an, I'm an oversharer, so that's like, it's easier for me to kind of build that because I kind of like one up it already. And oh, wow, this guy really told me his whole life without being too weird about it. Yeah. Yeah. But they're like, oh, cool. It's chill. So I can, you know, it's a safe place. Um, but when you're on a date, the whole thing, the, the form- formula for it, for it all is very, I think it's just old. It's like formality. Yeah. It, right? It's not as casual as you would like anymore. You don't see like the, you know, flirtatious dialogue as much anymore. So I, I don't know, I think it's a lot to do with um, so many of us now. Um, and then the, the vision of what we thought a marriage was supposed to be, like, I guess I don't really want to be in, in a marriage if I'm not happy, even though my parents stayed 
and they're happy, but you know, they're not like as romantic anymore and all that kind of stuff, yeah. you know? And there's some that, that maybe got divorced and they don't want that either. They don't want to risk it. You know, they don't want to. Especially because I feel like divorce in the context of like the legal system here is a lot more. It's a lot of work. There's a lot of repercussions and it's, it's a big deal, you know? You know, if I knew that, if I actually was able somehow to see how hard it is to get divorced, maybe I wouldn't, maybe I would have worked harder. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> it was a lot of work, man. Getting married was easy. It was like in Vegas and boom. Yo, you got married, was it like yeah. a drive-thru? I got married where Michael Jordan got married. No way. He got married in Vegas? Yeah, it's like a little white chapel. Oh, I don't know how many times he got married already, but like the first one. Or whatever. So the first one was at the little white chapel. That's not the drive-through one, right? It, it is, but we didn't do the drive-through. Oh, they have drive-through option, though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's one of the packages. It <laughs> was it like was the was the officiator like um a, a like a, a like an Elvis type person or? No, I didn't get the theme. I didn't okay. get the theme. What was your theme? It was just a regular guy. Okay. There's like there's like a theme package that you can do. Okay. Yeah. And the regular guy will just dress up for you as yeah. Elvis or as a regular dude. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, man, it was cool. I think as yeah. I got older, I started reflecting on like why I did certain things. I, I grew up watching a lot of Saved by the Bell. Oh, okay. And so now that I look, I was like, did I do that? Because I really liked that part in the show where they got married in Vegas. They got married in, in high whole, school. Weren't they high school kids? No, they graduated. They had the college years for a while, oh. and then they got they had this spinoff with the wedding in Vegas. Man, no, Sick. I could no. Actually, now that I think about it, I could imagine you on that show, like. As like a character you, you yeah. know who you kind of look like <laughs> you look like um you don't look like him but you could be like his cousin what's his name slater not slater not nah, is, is it slater the dude who's all who's on like et right now yeah mario lopez yeah mario lopez yeah, no, i was him for halloween one time no way i had the wig and i had the bayside tank and like yeah it was funny man i could definitely see that you're so you're so like ambiguous like ethnically ambiguous that you could literally like be anybody I, you want i feel like i'm like you know what cable guy have you watched cable guy like Larry the Cable Guy? No, like with Jim Carrey. Oh, no, no, like, I've never seen that. But what he was got it? raised by TV, so his, his personas he would take on were like all characters from childhood shows he would watch, like yeah. the Brady Bunch or whatever. Maybe I was like adopting all these characters. And You're like living vicariously through. Just, oh, that's cool. I want to do what this person do. I mean, we learned, we learned by copying other people to a point, I guess. Yeah. Did you have a crush on Lark? Lark Voorhees? Yeah. yeah. You, you know her last name. <laughs> no. All of them were cool, man. And Kelly Kapowski was always my first love, man. Yeah, of course. And, but Jessie was cool, too. But then she did the movie, man. What Show movie? Girls really kind of ruined the career. But it was a, it was a good watch, I guess. Oh, I've, never, I've never seen that. I will also, like, I'm not, I'm like 28. So I feel like when I was watching it. <laughs> yeah. What were you watching when you were, like, in school? When we were in school, we were watching... Fucking Zabumafu or like what is that? <laughs> some PBS. Well, uh, we were watching. Well, in it's my house, I'm not a good example because we only had like basic cable. You know, we had like 20 channels. Antenna, yeah. Antenna, yeah. Antenna for antenna um, entertainment. We we were watching like you know it's like PBS or like uh, oh yeah Sunday cartoon Saturday cartoons or like Recess and there like you go. so you got some Recess. Yeah, Recess and uh, Lloyd in Space and like uh, man, you guys missed a, a really like the glory years of like. We did Saturday morning. Oh, even Stevens. Even Stevens. Yeah, you watch even Stevens. Yeah, yeah. How, how old are you? I'm 34. Okay, we're not that because yeah, this is not a big generational gap. Like. No, but yeah, but there's a gap in like pop culture with shows. Yeah. So it, it bridge like Recess it was one of those in the middle. So were you watching Saved by the Bell while it was like being released fresh, or was it all reruns? Because I remember we would watch it, but it'd be reruns from like. I think it was a little. I'm like know. TV Land or something. I think. 
the regular high school years, I think that was, I was probably still too young for those, but I started watching it even yeah, when it went to college years. So I caught some of those. I was probably like in getting into junior high by that point. Okay. Yeah, and Power Rangers and stuff early on. Oh, yeah, Power, oh, I was, yeah, Power Rangers. I used to, I wasn't allowed to watch that because I would get violent apparently. When they'd have the fight scenes where like they'd be like with the skyline and they'd be like giants. It was just an interesting vibe, man. Yeah, no, I knew so. Who was your favorite Power Ranger? So it was Red, Jason, and then Tommy came in the picture. But I like him better as a Green Ranger. Um, Who's Tommy? Tommy's a Green Ranger, man. Oh, so you like the Green Ranger better than the Red Ranger? Yeah, but the Red Ranger gets all the respects. He's leader. But he's like, he's like, um, what's his name? From the Turtles. The, the oh, Leo. Leonardo, like, yeah. He's not the coolest one. I don't want to party with he's him. A he's a responsible one. He's responsible. So the Red Ranger's responsible. So I want to be the Green. Okay, you want to be the fun Ranger. Fun <laughs> exactly. Uncle Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> You're not trying to be like, guys, I get the, the bed planning by and nine. Stuff. I'll, come, I'll show up to, to work and I'll fight some monsters and I'll clock out. Yeah, but the Red Ranger has a 401k. He's got a good retirement plan. He knows where he's going. I have a, I have a, I have a future other than the Rangers that I'm trying to focus on, right? <laughs> You're trying to go back to Italy? I'm just doing it because I have to at this point. Yeah, right? It's a, it's a calling. I don't think you get to choose to be a Ranger. It's just something that happens you to you. You just get kidnapped by Zordon. You get kidnapped by Zordon. <laughs> and you get put it to child labor, man. <laughs> it's literally child soldiers, man. They're yeah. child. Aren't they like super young? Like, in the, like they don't look young, but I think in the story they were supposed <sighs> to be younger than they actually looked. Probably, yeah. They're not seniors, I don't think. No. But they're always at the juice bar. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're not drinking that. alcohol. The Bulk and Skull, man. Those guys were underrated, man. Who? The, two, the two guys in the show. Were the they, and Skull, were they the evil guys? The comedic relief guys. What, what were they? Were they? I don't remember these guys. They're like punks, punk rockers or like goth kids. Like Were they in the crew, though? Or were they just kind of like random characters? They would just show up and like start trouble, and they always fall, fall into a table or into a cake or something. Oh, so the, the, the Power Rangers have to like put them in their place because they're like not respecting the rules. Well, they kind of just like do it to themselves almost. They, they always, <laughs> they're like, kinda, you're really supporting the Power Rangers. Like they're really asking for it, you know? Yeah, man. <laughs> Graffiti on public property. Like that's the law. The laws are very clear. The city ordinance. So we were talking about you went to Italy. Yeah. And um, you experienced, this is your first time leaving the U.S. Leaving San Diego, you said. Well, well you live. left. To, well, you left San Diego I, to get married, right? In yeah. Las Vegas. And I, would, like, I mean, I've been places, but yeah. this was pre pre this new version of me, I guess, because I feel like after that, anything like 25 and below, I was kind of like not knowing who I was yet, even at that point. And then at this point, my world was like flipped upside down. And now I'm like awake, awakening from this experience. I'm like, what is happening here? You know, let's get the let's get the pieces back together and start start fresh, you know, start over. And so that was part of the part of the process. So I started dating there. Um, and that was a, like a wake up call, man. So you went from like being married in San Diego to like dating in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a whole new experience, man. Like just a whole different culture over, over there too, compared to here. I didn't even know what it was like here. It was like 15 years ago when I went on a date when, and it was in high school. Wow. You know, it was crazy. Things are very different. And you're, yeah. you're having kind of like a culture shock. Like, well, now you have Tinder. Now you have Bumble. Now you have all this connection. How would um, you meet women before that? Like the mall? You go to the mall and just wait for a pretty woman maybe. I mean, to walk outside Abercrombie or something? I missed that whole clubbing phase. I missed that whole like dating phase. At, you know, if I stayed single if, uh, at 21, 22, 23. So, yeah. So then I got on there and I was just like, is this what people are doing now? You know, and, and, and then being a little bit older. So you start to figure out where you have the most success as far as connections and stuff like that. But I ended up meeting more people um, as 
friends on there. I would meet a lot of tourists. It wasn't really used in Italy. But Italians don't like it. They don't like the reputation that it has. Wow. Um, they're very concerned with like judgment there. So are they scared that people are going to think they're promiscuous if mm -hmm. they're on these? Okay. So it's a very conservative culture in that way. But it's but more undercover. Like, I mean, they don't want to advertise that they are, but they're definitely forward thinking in a lot of, in a lot of ways, especially the younger generation. They just don't want the, the older generation to know. Uh, okay. Is it because of the like the strong Catholic influence so. and all that. Yeah. And it's like you're multi-generational in an Italian family. So you would live with like your grandma and your... So how would that even work for a Tinder date? Because everyone's going to know you're on it if you're living with your grandparents. Yeah. So that's so that's why I don't, a lot of them don't use it. So yeah. for, for Italian to date, you would meet just out in public. Piazza. Piazza Bellini, man. My favorite spot. Piazza Bellini? Where is that? So it's... um. Which city? Oh, no. So it's in Naples. Naples. But there's... Yeah. There's a square. So that every square has a, a vibe. Everyone... A demographic. Um, and Bellini's more hipster, artsy. And everyone just goes there to smoke and talk okay. and drink. You have a beer, but no one gets too crazy. Why'd you pick Naples? So they offered a, a government job. So we both had worked for the government. Oh, and so so a government job in Italy, mm -hmm. like and it's with the Italian government. Oh no, so with the U.S. government. So there's a navy base over there. Oh, so, so you're working at the navy base and chilling at the Piazza Bellini. Bellini. Yeah, so they give you so that was a really cool thing. So not only do we move that, like you know, move there, they will pay for your house, and you can choose to live literally in the, along the water. You um, you pick anywhere you want, and they pay for your rent basically. And yeah, anywhere within commuting distance. And so a lot of Americans they'll pick by the base or live on base. And because it's kind of rough around the edges in that part of Italy, it's not like the north, but it's definitely nice. But it's not like it's a major city, so it's very, you know, very crowded. It's you know, if you if you're not really comfortable in that environment, a lot of people shy away from it. Um, so I didn't want to do that. I wanted to live in Italy. I wanted to be away from all the Americans. I didn't want to see anyone. <laughs> and so my apartment had no Americans in it, uh, and I had a huge like view of the ocean and the and the volcano. It was cool. Wow, there's yeah. a volcano in Italy. Yeah, dude, there's Vesuvius, Mount Vesuvius. Man. Is that the one that uh, exploded during Pompeii? Yeah, oh, that's so the Pompeii. Pompeii is in Naples. Pompeii is Naples. Yeah, it's just a different. I didn't day. know that before I moved there. I thought it was a totally different city. Yeah, it's, oh, we yeah. learn something new every day. So it's like, yeah, it's like close. It was like a ten-minute drive. Um, wow. Yeah, so that was cool. So then you really immerse yourself when you get there. You really it forces you out of your comfort zone. I didn't learn as much as Italian as I wanted to, but I definitely absorbed the culture a lot. So I had a lot of uh, Italian friends that were nice enough to translate for me a lot of times, um, and I would use the basic stuff. Um, like what? Like how do you say like I'm trying to get to the Piazza Bellini? So so the thing you would say is like instead of va bene is like I'm, you know, I'm good. Va bo is their version. Neapolitan has a different dialect. It's a different dialect. It's almost like a different language. Uh, it's mixed with Greek, French. Um, yeah, it's it's and they're very proud of it. So they'll accept it if you say va bene because you, you spoke Italian to them. But maybe you were traveling through all over uh, Italy. But if you say va, va bo, and their eyes will light up and they're like they'll smile and they'll treat you a, lot, a whole different experience, like much nicer. Wow, because you spoke their specific yeah. dialect. Wow. And there's like different different dialects all over Italy. And so the north is the rivals to the south. It's, but it's a financial hub. But the south is like the artsy, creative hub. Yeah. So is the south like different in infrastructure as well? Like when you're traveling from north to south? Have you been, you've been to the north, right? So the farthest north I've been was Milan. I think that's like north north, right? Yeah. That's very so north. Like, um, there's the Campania region. And then I think that's Veneto. Yeah. Or, or even Venice, actually. That's the farthest north. Okay. But yeah, so it's definitely, you can feel it. 
Italy. So the unification of Italy, you know, I won't go too far into it because I don't know that much about it, but it's what my Italian friends taught me was when they unified Italy, there, there were basically different people living within the borders that they have now. And they just said, you're all Italian now. And they're like, but no, I speak a different language, you know? And so, uh, that's, so that, that, that's why they're very proud to be who they are and what they're, where they're from. So I'm from, I'm from Naples. I'm from Florence. I'm from Turin, you know? Um, so you feel that. Wow. Don't they have like a soccer team for every little city and all that? Yeah. And like, oh, it's very it's, it's nuts, man. It's like yeah. you, the mafia definitely still runs thing down, things down there. It's like, is it evident? Like, do you see them? Like, yeah. Wow. The mafia. There's a show called Gamora. It's on um, HBO Max. And it's based on that. And it, it's in Naples. They film it in Naples. And there's these projects that they had built. Um, what was it called? Scampia. That's what they call it. Giant concrete. They look like pyramids almost. There was three of them. One got destroyed. Uh, anyway, they built them for, to help people find you know, affordable housing. But then yeah. the mafia had bought, out, bought all of them out. And just kind of like took hold there and use the use it as an operating base because they can see every cop coming in and out and so that has a reputation for being like the definite like like the headquarters yeah yeah and now I mean now that it's later and they've been in, in action for so long they're definitely up the ladder now they're definitely in politics at this point but you still see the street level stuff wow do you see them like physically like yeah like you see like a mo- how do they dress a certain way is there a certain like air about them air to them so there's a look, but they, they all very idolize, idolize the mafia kind of lifestyle, especially the movie. I mean, the show came out and it really kind of glamorized it. They, they come in like with hair, always black, very like they have a certain look in Naples, that certain style, baggy, black, leather, um, sunglasses. Like. Yeah. Yeah. So like it was it's stereotypical. Yeah. But they're, but they're very proud of who they are. And then, you know, we invented pizza and. Like they'll tell you our food's the best, and it's just they they hang on to the identity very 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 strongly. Yeah, yeah. Naples is where pizza. Did you go to that one place where they invented pizza, like the first pizzeria uh, in the world or something? No, I don't. I think is that the one on Eat Pray Love? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. La Michele. Yeah. I feel like you went on your own little Eat Pray Love. That's what I'm saying. You ate and then the, I, think I you, prayed a little. You got to go to India, right? And then you got to go to Indonesia. Yeah. Go to Bali. That's that's the next step, man, of my spiritual journey. <laughs> Do you feel like, I feel like Italian pizza is more like a pastry. Rather oh, than pe- man. There's nothing like it, man. Really? It's not it's more pastry-esque? Good. It's a combination of, of the, the quality. It's simple. So the ingredients that make a big difference. So the fresher the ingredients, the fresher the pizza, the, the, the dough, the water in the dough, and the price. I was only paying like $6 for a whole pizza over there and at, like- at the best place. Is it like a single, like a, a personal pizza? Yeah, the personal style. Always the one size. They don't come in different sizes over there. Oh, so you, everybody gets their own pizza. That's the thing. You're supposed to. Wow. What have we yeah. done? Here we have like the Dude, huge jumbo slice. It's nuts, man. <laughs> yeah, I did the slice. I did it the other day, but it's not the same. And that was $9 or $8. For a slice. DC, man. DC will get you, I dude. cook a lot now. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. We make a lot of food at home now. Yep. Yeah. So you were. What, what was your specific role in the Navy? Uh, so I so I got a job doing finance, which That's was cool. awesome. Well, because I used to work in hotels a lot, yeah. so I did that for a long time. And I got tired of it, and I got a desk job. And I'm like, most people are like, hey, I don't want to do that. It's boring. I was like, I need boring right now. <laughs> I can, especially because I'm in I'm in Italy now. So I'm like, dude, I can travel every other weekend or every weekend if I want to. So I had the kids one weekend. We would either go on road trip or go check out some new site. Uh, and then on the other weekend, I had my little crew, my little tribe that I formed over there with friends uh, who worked with me or or I met in Italy and we would travel because it was so cheap like my round round trip flights that were about two hours away were like 
30 euros so where where were these destinations that were two hours away like greece and like so it's a, it's a good area in naples so it's a good launch pad um and then if you can't find a flight you can go almost anywhere in europe and if you don't you can't find a flight there you would take a train to rome and fly out of rome like you had those okay. options as well and rome is like a major major airport so you can get you can get to where you need to go uh, a lot of times i would just plug in my days and i would do a one-way flight wow. and see what the cheapest one is sometimes like 10 euro 10 euro yeah, to go to where go to like you would it'd probably be like to budapest which has like a whiz air uh hub but like for that company so they have more outbound flights there so you can now jump over to another place from there so that's like their spirit air like with exactly okay. so you find where the hubs are and then you start to see a trend you're just going to start to see like cheap flights coming out but from that location um so you have to just you have shop around and there's so many new places to check out and i was one that would like visit places a lot i would visit revisit places often and so i did that so like it was and then you get to know people you get to stay at places for free like you crash on your friend's couch or a room or whatever and you re return a favor when they come to naples it became like a little network it was cool man that's really sweet man yeah yeah i'd love to like live in europe for a little bit yeah. I, I talked about that i think Dude, i might just it, do it at this point what am i waiting for it's, it's so cheap right now yeah especially is the dollar like I hope, is, it, I is hope. it a currency thing or why is it why would yeah. it be cheaper i always just consider the price it would for it to get over the ocean to whatever the cheapest flight to get to the to Europe in general because once you get there like I said you don't even have don't even buy like your return flight yet oh, do a okay. one-way flight there and then from there you get their prices at that point and there's trains too if you want but I, I like the two-hour flight nonstop. yeah that's quick three is my max <laughs> like I would fly from Naples to Amsterdam um, it's crazy like two hours in a car in the U.S. won't even get you out of your state like yeah <laughs> So you, you can know. be in Germany, you can be in France. It's it's crazy. Like the border towns are cool because you get like the the German, French, Italian vibe. Like it's like a connection. So do the people in the border town speak like like four languages or like yeah. minimum people you would meet would speak three three to four languages. Wow. Yeah. Even in Italy, like in Naples. Yeah, Spanish was always English, Spanish, Italian, and then they would a lot of times be an additional language. Oh. And you say, yeah, like was, a random language like Japanese or yeah. yeah. they learned on their own because they watch a lot of like You can't help but be immersed in all the other cultures around you. Like So what? it's you think it's more diverse than like uh London's the most diverse city I've ever seen. In the world. Yeah. And I think it's more than New York in my opinion. Wow. Um yeah, it was it's a it's it's like New York or something. It's like New York over there. But it's with the accent. Hello, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so um, it was it was fun, man. Be, so being more extroverted and more introverted a lot of times. Um, so being in Europe, being I felt like I was on vacation all the time. Even when you were like working. Yeah, because the work wasn't hard. So I would knock out spreadsheets, and <laughs> and most people hated it. I'm just like knocking it out, have headphones on. Nobody calls me. I have no staff. Your own your your own boss in a way. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, the boss doesn't want a lot of work. So I was a boss at one point from my department. So I know. The, the easier you make it for that dude or her, that that chick like it, they're gonna love you they're gonna leave you alone that's the best thing they could do for you is leave you alone yeah you know when you need it they'll come up but like they're not gonna bug you like every day and keep an eye on you i don't want to be micromanaged i hate micromanagement so so this is the first time i got one that would like let me chill man i could take an hour lunch break i can go to the gym and it's like all at, all at the same facility it was cool man that is really sweet and you just drive in my little mini cooper yeah a little mini cooper yeah so did they, did they pay for your car as well no i was just but yeah i, I got it for like 3500 and i sold it for 3500 so you got your you that's actually really you made money off of yeah. it because like cars depreciate when you buy Mini them. coopers can only like go so far in depreciation at that point because <laughs> they all look the same you know and you're getting a mini cooper so you have stick shift you it's a very stick. italian car too you gotta learn stick there you have to know stick oh. you, you drive stick no i only drive automatic i had to learn there man 
wait, why are all the cars? Is they just like it over there? It's, a, it's like a cultural thing where they prefer to clutch and. It's it's just it, it's what they have, and so they learn at an early age. Uh, and the driving in general is crazy. Like if you can drive in Naples, you can drive anywhere because there's no wow. real rules. <laughs> you don't have to follow the rules, man. Like there's no. I could run a red light if I want to. Without no one's gonna care. It's like normal to not. If they're if you're in there in the morning going to work and you're at an intersection and it's red, they'll honk at you to go. Like, they're like, why aren't you go? <laughs> you know, they get mad. You know, they're always not like they're very aggressive and they'll yelling and they're yelling, but not very violent in like physical stuff. Yeah, like, a lot of yelling I see on the street, like very emotional people. Yeah, they're like you know, still yelling at each other. But um, but the driving there, yeah, I learned stick. I think they do it because that's what they had. It's cheaper. Um, it's cheaper to buy a stick. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel mean, like in America you can't even get like do they have sticks Toyotas. That's why there's more accidents, I think, because you're more engaged when you're driving manual. Yeah. Because you can't help but be focused, because you're gonna, you know, you're, you're gonna stall. So if you're not focusing on switching gears or just putting pressure on the clutch, you you can't help but have your subconscious pay attention too. Yeah. Americans are on their phone. When I switch to an automatic, I can't help but get bored and I get I don't drift away. You know, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm driving over here. You know, so until I can get a Tesla and have my auto drive feature, uh, I, I, you I, trust I, that? Do you trust auto drive? Man, already, AI, man, AI, man. It's been out for like two days. <laughs> eventually, I think, yeah, eventually. But I've heard there's like uh, there's gaps in auto drive. I feel like it's like you have to be on the highway, yeah. and it's got to be it's, like well, every every car has to be on the grid if you want that to succeed. Yeah, AI has to be able to work together and be able to work in all together at once. So other cars must be on the same you know network so that that it'll be successful. But if you have other random people driving manually still and trying yeah. to work around some that, dude in his Mini Cooper, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Manual. I'm now. I've, I've never driven manual. I'm just. I've always had this like subconscious fear of it. I've yeah, been like, it's fun, man. The stalling part gets me because I've seen that's people part stall. Of the growth, man. When you start to, because that's part of the culture there. Like when you stall and they start yelling, you just start yelling back, man. Do you yell in Italian at them? Yeah, sometimes we do. <laughs> My friend does it all the time. Because you know, I had a friend Oscar who had a big a Mexican guy, but he looks Italian with his beard. Mm-hmm. So we just start you know yelling at people once in a while. It's nice to be you know, really immerse yourself, you know. Yeah, like, immerse in the culture, and you also you look. I feel like you could easily pass as like a Sicilian or like, you know, like a Southern Italian. I try to blend in, man. I try. It's easier. I like, I like to observe from afar at first, you know, so I don't want to stand out too often. Um, But it's fun, like to be able to go and travel and see the other cultures, man. Yeah. So they thought you were Southern Italian, right? A lot of times. Mm -hmm. So when you were Southern Italian, what's the stereotype of Southern Italians to Northern Italians? Like, what do they They assume of you? They think they're lazy. Because they have to, they, you know, the financial hub is um, Milan. Milan, so they feel like they're doing all the work and paying for all the social services that the South is benefiting from. <laughs> but but they're really smart. They're like, hey man, we don't want to work. We just want to chill and enjoy the sun and eat pizza and watch soccer and and, and be with our family. Yeah, you know, I want to be with my girlfriend, like on my scooter. Like, what you telling me? I have to work. I want to be chilling on the beach. You know, they're just trying to live life in a certain way. And it maybe you know, someone said that maybe they just contributed so much in history you know with all the art and all that um that they're just taking a break now honestly yeah all the, isn't all the history and the archaeological like pompeii is in, yeah, in the naples everything. you said right yeah man so i think they're just taking a break man <laughs> you're really like you're already southern italian you're like i'm already defending my people here yeah like, man. it's a unique um experience with them because they my friends that are from there are very proud and they're very like they live life to the fullest man we we talked about it before we're like i think it's because they live next to a volcano that had erupted once mount uh vesuvius, vesuvius okay. wiped everyone out you know pompeii herculaneum wow 
So nobody survived. Like it was like a they complete just, annihilation. Yeah. And so they have, yeah, they have the little bodies that they did the um, molds. To, yeah, because it was so quick. They like yeah. um, petri got petrified or something. Yeah. yeah. It's just like vaporized almost. So they the hollow space that they inhabited at the time it became like a it, they put mold and then they were able to see the shape of the body as it was at that moment. Wow. Uh, so you can see them, man. And then they started like uh, you know, excavating and taking. You'll see stores and like an actual city you can walk the streets of. You know, they had irrigation. I think. Had like a sewer yeah. just yeah. wasn't it like a like a las vegas type city where it was just yeah. all prostitutes so there was a there was an underground city that they say was submerged now because of all the hedonism and the the, the the whole lifestyle of that of that what it represented before but it was like the beverly hills like the hollywood of of the who's who was there to, in pompeii in, in yeah in those uh to, to do whatever they party basically yeah but then they built on it again man they people, they built another pompeii well they lived there i mean there's pompeii there but the you know as they dis, um discover more of the ruins there's still cities that people live there yeah so you're like so romans like that now too where like you'll they'll find new sites as within like a 7-eleven or something you know like wow. a liquor store but then now they're digging next door and they see oh there's a ruin here so construction is very complicated in in europe when you have so many like you know old sites that are being discovered wow yeah because you're basically building on top of history on it's like layers and yeah. layers and layers that's crazy i wonder how far the vesuvius like effect like how far the span of the, the damage was i'm really curious of like how many was Dude. it direct impact or like it's all surrounding man because it's not like right on vesuvius do they have like a death toll probably yeah i should just, just like <sighs> look this up this yeah is interesting. i know I need to watch more because I don't think there's ever been like a volcano that's been that catastrophic. Yeah, because usually don't they like they explode, but then it's like an ooze, right? And then yeah. the, the ooze people Slow. will evacuate, but then they'll stuff their stuff will be burnt or their houses will be ruined, but they'll be able to get out. This was a complete like you know when you have like the the nuclear blast kind of effect, where exactly. everything just vaporizes and it's yeah wait yeah. I don't know. Oh, Vesuvius. They went out, man. They had that, that one guy that was masturbating before he went out. <laughs> Is he like a, a famous exhibit there? Yeah. You wow. can see him, man. Was he, wait, so it was just like him in his room or like? I, I don't know, wherever he was. Was, he was, was there a sock involved? Just bad timing, book? I guess. Bad timing, man. <laughs> I hope no one notices me. <laughs> right. It makes you really wonder, like, like, what if we had a Mount Vesuvius in D.C. and, like, we what didn't even would know. Be doing, like, yeah, well, what I would be doing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So you're always posing. You never know. Yeah, I, gotta, I always got to wear my finest of silks. Yeah. And, like, present myself in the best way. So that you'll be, yeah, when they discover your body one day. Hey, this guy was a baller, man. Yeah, look at him. Silk. Just <laughs> <laughs> silk. He was doing it right. Yeah. Man. So there's obviously you said it's very diverse in, in Naples, not as diverse as London, but it's still diverse. What were the, some of the different communities that you came in contact with that weren't Italian, but had a big presence in specifically Naples? Cause that's where you were living. Well, I met a lot of friends who were au pairs. They're okay. usually from the UK. Oh, okay. um, so British nannies, pretty mm -hmm. much. Nanny McPhee. I met them because one of my friends was dating one of them at one point. So he was this guy <laughs> that was smart. He was like, he's like, this is a good connect to have. But a lot of them were just cool, um, cool chicks to know. The, the UK is is a crazy place too, man. They just adapt well there. So then, what else? Um, mostly, yeah. Naples in general is primarily Neapolitan. 
Okay. Yeah. Like the ice, like, is there a connection to the ice cream and like the gelato? But I don't know about the actual three flavor. Thing. Yeah, yeah. The I don't chocolate, know where vanilla, that strawberry. From, that confused me for a while. Uh, but the ice cream was like good. my first month. I was just like really confused about this ice cream situation. The the ice cream in general is like really good. Like for three three dollars, you get like a giant gelato. Okay, it's it's high quality. Yeah, man. And let's say pizza. Yeah, they're really good when it comes to that stuff too. And like food, food culture. They and keep all that. they keep the working class really happy because the, the economy's bad. Like job wise, and you know everyone's trying to be a doctor because it's like the only way they can really make money and break away from. Unless you had property prior, like those people have like old money. Uh, so you ha- but they sit on their houses, so no one's gonna really sell sell their place. So then, how do they liquefy the money? Like, how do they use it? Well, some of them have multiple units or something. They and they'll sell, rent it out, re- like rent or sell. Yeah, okay. it was definitely class divisions of the very wealthy, and then the, definitely the working class. But soccer was good, and cigarettes are cheap, pizzas cheap. So you you see that there's still like you're like okay, I can still do this. I, I'm spending time with my family. My, my mom, I'm a cab driver, but I, I see I talk with my friends every day. We have coffee together. Yeah, they, they do really well with like traditions. So no one's starving. Like no, it was I, there was one homeless person I've seen there. Only and, one and, and there, and it's like in Naples, and it's like shocking because it, you you had to have no family, or you had to have been done something where nobody is willing to kind of like take you in because it's not like here. We, you get casted away at eighteen. Some Americans are like, bye. You could be the best kid in the yeah, world. Yeah, man, it's we're just kind of cold. So there, you would have you would know someone, or no, someone would know someone to help you get into rehab or something like that. Yeah, uh, and that was like with the the one that I would see. Um, but yeah, so. They, they're generational. They, yeah. They're generational. You said to keep the, the working class very happy. Yeah. And so do they have like a, a welfare system for Italians that like most Italians are on? Or is there any sort of government assistance? Like, is there EBT in Italy? That's what I'm asking. Yeah, but they're like, they're resentful too. The, a lot of the immigrants that do come in, they, yeah. they take in a lot of the immigrants that come from Africa because they're right there at Cause the bottom. Yeah, because isn't there like uh, the whole migration with the boats and the, the rafts and all that? Yeah. It's just geographically, you're, you're going to get more um, people coming in because of where you are on, in the EU. Yeah. Um, and so they're trying, they're, they're resentful to the other other countries in the EU. I've For not taking in more. Taking in more. I mean, that whole thing is, is it. They should share the share the responsibility, in my opinion. Most definitely, yeah. Uh, but then Germany would say that they're doing all the legwork when it comes to financing everything now, you know. And all that, so, but yeah, they got to work together, man. Yeah. That's but they, the fact that they do helps them a lot more than what, how we are in the U.S., man. That that network that they are that they have there. Yeah, I'm worried about where we're going. We're gonna go like into isolationism again. The family, the family unit. Yeah, like people need important. to. The, what we need right now is for Americans to just go travel. Just get out. <laughs> Take, take a break from the work life thing. I'm not saying don't go to work. I'm just saying go take a two week vacation somewhere you've never been before. Yeah. Go with yourself. Don't even go with anyone. You know, just go. And then hopefully you come back, you know, keep an open mind. You know, be, be smart where you're going to go. Um, where do you recommend if you had to pick one place for all Americans <laughs> to go? Obviously, it's not feasible, but like just hypothetically, where would you say they would, which city would you pick for them mm-hmm. for, out of the places you've been to, I guess? Man, so like, like a mass, like my pilgrimage, like this place is going to teach Americans how to be how to, how to kinder, be, yeah, take it easy. Man, I don't know if I have to pick one, it's hard, but like my, my favorite is still Amsterdam. You can Amsterdam. do a field trip, we could do two. My favorite is still Amsterdam for overall lifestyle. Like okay. they know how to, to go hard still, but it's so peaceful in the city with just the bikes and the way they go about their, their lives is they're very mature, but they know how to like have fun still. Wow. Um, and then yeah, the whole like the, the city's beautiful. Um, you could smoke there, which is nice. 
Um, but it's more like that, that. I say that go there because it's a safer place to kind of experiment with. If you want to smoke or anything in your life spiritually, you'll find someone there that you can talk to, even if you're not going to participate in the smoking and all that. Is it a very populated city? Uh, not too overpopulated, but there's people out. You, you go out. Places are kind of you know small. People are always out. Um, you go to the park, and um, yeah, you'll you'll be able to meet people. I, I kind of like gauge my cities with how easy it is to kind of strike a conversation with someone. Um, mm-hmm. When I would go, I would like always test that out. What because that's what I want to do. Basically, in Europe, anywhere in Europe, it, it's 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 easy. It's easy, especially wow. if you're if you're a tourist or if you're, you know, especially when you're living there. Because I lived there, but I was still a tourist. Because so. they knew you weren't Italian, but because mm-hmm. you just don't speak the language and all yeah. that. Yeah. And so you could you could talk to anyone like a lot of times uh, when I was trying to buy cigarettes after hours there's a machine you have to have like an Italian ID and like I'm wait like, after hours there's only hours you like certain hours you could buy cigarettes yeah so the, the tobacco shop is closed oh. you have to go to a vending machine so they don't like, sell them at like gas stations or like no no the, the gas stations are different there they pump it for you oh so you don't leave yeah. your car at the gas station no, really no it's cool like Philly I guess does the same thing but yeah. there it's like they're smaller gas stations so they plug them in where they can fit them because you're literally on a cliff okay. yeah like so that part of Naples you're like there's beach and then it's like roads that are so windy it's fun to drive through what are the racial dynamics i want to ask because like i'm a black man Mm -hmm. if i go to italy do you think i'm gonna experience more discrimination or less discrimination from what you've seen um because you know you've talked to italians like what are their Mm -hmm. views on like race and like uh stuff of that nature well for the most part the people that i became friends with the ones i vibe with the most they they were had the same outlook I did, you know, I don't, I don't, not racist, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But there were some stories that I've heard of people that, that were, you know, but I've seen it also in, in Asian communities as well, yeah. my, my Asian background. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't that bad up until I started reading like about soccer and like there was one guy, Koulibaly, he's like one of the newer guys that was on the team and he would hear the racial slurs uh, during soccer matches and like he would, and it was being said by his fans to other people and you would hear from like other fans as well. He's in, you see in the Olympics and stuff now too, but you would see it. So it's still very, I thought America was a racist but it is still technically pretty racist here yeah. but there that's still pretty bad doing monkey signs and throwing bananas at players that we don't really see that at you know <laughs> in here we have a different form of racial racial stuff i think here it's more like because you can't i think people would do it if they, they would could do it. yeah they're testing it out if they could yeah yeah i think here it's just people are, are scared to be racist behind closed doors behind closed thing. doors yeah and it's more institutional maybe too where it's like yeah. we won't call you slurs at the game but we're not going to hire you for this job ever you know or you're not going to be able to progress in this way or that way well i've had store friends tell me like because that they had negative experiences there's times where like um yeah. some friends that were looking for houses because then there's realtors that'll take you around to look for a place yeah and some are owned by really old italian people and there's rumors that sometimes they don't want black people to rent from them wow and there was a time where like i saw an apartment and then i i it was between two and i chose the other one and I was like, wow, that was really a nice, like a four bedroom with like a view. So I told my friend. You had a four bedroom apartment? Well, I, had a, I went to the two with a better view. Okay. But they try to show you these mansions, dude. It's because whatever it is, yeah, they try to get you like the most expensive thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went for the more reasonable. I felt like I was on House Hunters for a while. <laughs> House Hunters International. Yeah, I would take you around and I'm like, wow, cool. And so I chose the two bedroom. Richie has a budget of a million a month. <laughs> yeah, shit, I wish. They're paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I told them view, like, I want to see the ocean. I want to be away from there. Yeah. But I told my friend and she, Sam, she was like, I was like, hey, there's a four bedroom I saw. She's like, oh, let me go ask. And the girl goes, oh, I, uh, I showed you that already 
And she was like, no, you didn't. Rich just told me. And, he, and oh, oh, no, no, that one's not available anymore. And so imagine, dude, that sucks, wow. man. And she was black, right? Was she um, African, West? Uh, she was from New York. Oh, she yeah. was African-American. African-American yeah. Okay. But still, like, you know, yeah. there's this, that. There's still everywhere you look, man. There's still a lot of that, which is unfortunate. But the circles that I was in, like, definitely was chill. Like, um, it's, like I said, I had a friend who dated a dude, and his, her parents may not like it, but she's going to do it. Yeah. You know, they're very mature. Like the the younger generation there is definitely more mature than our younger generation. So the millennials in Italy are definitely more. You say they're more progressive than the millennials and the Gen. Um, well, in certain Gen certain ways, like there's there's not a lot of f- future and jobs for a lot of them. So you see a lot of people chilling, not in a bad way. They're and smart, they, they're capable. Yeah. But they're just like, there's nothing to do right now. I'm just gonna chill, you know. And they travel, they travel, they they do well with like their social tribes. Like they're really good at at that. Um, so their lives are very eventful. They're they're surrounded by people that they know. Then um, eventually they progress to the next stage of what their life is going to be. Like sometimes they get married and they keep the same social circle throughout their life. So um, it's cool. I, I liked it. Yeah. I try to absorb as much as I can from other cultures that I've seen and what are they doing that we are not doing here and how can I, you know, replicate or yeah, just improve. things that I like. There's certain things about like Japanese culture that I, I Have like. Have you been to Japan? I want to go. Yeah. My friend moved there from Italy, which is nuts. My friend little Cheeto. Shout out to Cheeto. What's up, Cheeto? Yeah, but he's like uh, in Yokosuka. It's like near Tokyo. So okay. he went from Naples, did that for two years, and he was, now he's in Tokyo. And government he just, job. Government job. He's government job. Where do we get access to these Dang, jobs? I should have joined the military or something, man, because then you get priority. Do you get to pick like where you want to get stationed sometimes? Like, Oh, yeah. Now, when you're out of the military, you, one, you don't got to be military to be in the gs thing yeah you know um you just have to get in but it's harder if you're not a veteran now they prioritize prior military experience yeah yeah which is cool you know they they put their time in yeah i guess they yeah. deserve it because they actually you know <laughs> we're just kind of getting a free ride here yeah man i just I'm trying to go to italy it's have fun that's what i mean so there's people that definitely like, there was no limit before people were just staying for multiple years in Italy it's like a, yeah it was a three to five year max now so you can wow. do three and then you can extend to five which most people do and you could be anywhere in Germany Italy Singapore did uh, you how long how long were you out there in Italy for uh three and a half three and a half okay what yeah. did you want to extend to the five yeah, year plan but it was at that time period when it was it was kind of wrapping up already that that part of my life you kind of felt like you're all you're all Italy'd out yeah yeah because I mean I'm at this point now where I'm just looking forward to this transition period in between my married life and now my my new life for yeah basically so trying to figure out how that works now um, especially if one decides to stay in DC and I want to go back to San Diego you know oh, you want to go back to San Diego eventually I mean because yeah. that's what I, when I went back I was there last month and I spent time with family and my whole family's there uh, friends my whole you know I like DC I like meeting people and all that but when you spend time with like your parents like they're not gonna be here forever and I just feel like I've, I've gotten to know them very well through this time period where I'm able to talk to them about anything now like my mom gave me weed for the like you know last time I was there she <laughs> hates like weed man and like I told her once before when I was going through my separation I was she was like are you smoking I was all like yeah but it's like either this or I'm gonna go kill someone or it's crazy or jump off a bridge <laughs> well we don't want that yeah. so here's some weed and then so then she goes okay just stop smoking cigarettes so I was like okay um, and then yeah so eventually it got to the point now we're, we're chill like she's like here my friend gave me weed from her dispensary and I was like here, you can have it and I'm like wow I never thought I would be able to do that with my mom when I was in high school yeah and now when you start to see that just the, they start to see it that way too they're not gonna be here forever they just want to spend time with you no matter how old you are um, and then you know they want to spend time with the grandkids so I was like I can do the traveling thing later 
you know, I did enough time over there to get away from it all. Now I have time to come, you know, come back and try to see how I, you know, how it fits in now to having that support role there. Yeah. You know, and you're a changed man. You're a different Richie yeah. now. So we've been going back home. Like that's why I recommend people to live somewhere outside of where they're from is because you always feel like you're on vacation or doing something new. And then when you come back home, it's still new to you, even though it's not, you know, it's somewhere you were grown, you grew up. So um, when I go back to San Diego, it's always a new experience. But I want to go there a little bit longer term for now, just especially when the kids are still young. Yeah. Do you see yourself like living in San Diego like your whole life, like going to the yeah, weekly Shamu yeah. shows? And So I'm a, I'm a beach guy, man. So I want to get better at surfing. I want to... Oh, I'm, you're I, a surfer? I do like a lot longboard, but not like nothing crazy. You know, it's always like just trying to get out there and now that i you know, i'm more active now so i want to like just chill at the beach man and absorb it all i don't do too much anymore <laughs> i did a lot you're just chilling like a like a you know, neapolitan youth yeah i don't want to travel and stuff you know but i'm trying to find a way out of the nine to five forex have you tried forex <laughs> <laughs> start selling stuff man right um this uh it's brought to you by <laughs> right we just start plugging in things and like oh, man Honestly, I'm just waiting. Dogecoin is my retirement at yeah, this point, dude. honestly. Have you ever talked to someone with a lot of money? But no, like, have you talked to them? Like, I've only talked to, like, one, Who? Mil no, two millionaires that I've ever met in my life. But the thing is, how, everyone claims they're a millionaire. That's the thing. Like, how do you verify well, it? Okay. There's so many dudes really good. Like, oh, one dude I knew, uh, he played baseball for the Yankees. He went to high school with me. And okay. He's a dude I knew from Little League. And then one day, I just see him pitching on, 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 the, on the mound for the Yankees. Yeah, it was crazy. So him, he had, like, 10 mil, okay. right? But he got that money early. He bought a house. He's not doing too crazy. He's not trying to blow it all. But that's what I don't. I want to live my life too. But how much money do you need? Even if you had ten million in the bank, I, I think, think even ten million is technically enough. But I, I want like comfort. You, you know? Adjusting to the amount, so you're adjusting based on that ten million. You're like, okay, spend. This is what I'm gonna save. This is what I'm put into like <laughs> invest. Exactly. Like I'm thinking of like where am I gonna place it and like so having security. Uh, how much return on investment do you want? ROI. Yeah. Yeah, and like <laughs> the ROI, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I wish I could just do like, what would you do if you didn't, if you could not worry about money? I think I would just do what you did and just go to Neapolitan just, ice cream just all day. Travel, yeah. Yeah. And just go uh, live in the Piazza Bellini. I felt, yeah. I felt like you ever watched the movie Midnight in Paris with um, it's a Woody I, Allen film. I want to seem cultured. So I'm going to say yes. <laughs> it was Oscar nominated. No, it's a guy. Oh, what's his name? Owen Wilson was in it. He gets teleported he goes uh, to Paris and at midnight he gets teleported to a different decade or something. Oh, so it's like old school Paris. So wait, it's it like a, it's like is it a romantic movie? It's a romantic sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the concept of it was like because Naples has the reputation of being about ten years behind us, so it's very retro there. So is the music still ten? So they're still listening they to like more about Who that. Let the Dogs Out? And like, <laughs> <laughs> like I think they're not. I don't. I don't know about the two thousands or that that era, but um, definitely the rock era and and definitely the rap game. Like they they will start rapping Tupac, what? like and NWA. Like when that came out, they're like, do, do you know this on karaoke? I'm like, dude, you know more than I do, man. <laughs> yeah, they're hip hop heads. Yeah, are they? Is the hip hop scene? Music. Love music. Okay. Yeah, and this uh, Neapolitan rap is nuts. It's pretty cool wow. to listen to. So they have their own genre. Yeah, <laughs> you'll hear it. Like in the that theme song of uh, the Gamora show, they have some of the rap. Wow. So is that is mafia culture kind of tied to hip hop? Now, yeah, they're, they're like the, the new ballers, school people. Like yeah. The, yeah. So it's 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 rough, but it's I get it. Do you say like okay, out of all the music America has to offer, do they resonate more with the hip hop or the rock or the or the I wanna say electronica, but Man. I feel like that's more of a European thing at this point. The younger generation for sure, like the early twenty ki people or kids, I'm kids now. Yeah, they're like rap. Yeah. But um but trap. A lot of trap, man. 
they like anything social, dude. It's, it's sick. They're always out late hours of the night. So you never have to worry about where you're going next. There's always an after party. And they all live with their parents, so there's not like the, well, the adult pay the adult. bills. There's like a dude. There's a, a couple festivals I went to there where that were nuts, man. It was like um, in the in the forest, um, three hundred people. Wow. Um, DJ techno DJs, um, nuts. Just whatever you want. It's like a it's like a a playground basically without with everyone trusted each other. It's like that type of festival vibe. Yeah. You know, I've never How been big to like was a Burning Man, but it's like it was about three hundred people, but it didn't feel that way. It was very low key they're good at low 300 is pretty intimate i feel like 300 people is like it's like yeah it's not big but it's like you, it sounds like a lot you could more. meet everybody at that festival exactly if, you wanted to. if you're there yeah and then there's it's like a campground man it's like there's a pool uh tables and everyone's having chilling smoking whatever man yeah. is weed legal in in, in uh it's decriminalized decriminalized yeah. so well, that's everyone knows that they smoke at piazza bellini okay it's like so if you're a tourist and they you're asking people oh where do i go to find weed that's where they send everybody so even a cop, if I, if you went to a cop and you said, How do, where do I find marijuana? I don't know if he would be that chill. He probably would laugh. I mean, depending on your demeanor, but they won't like go nuts on you. Okay. They won't like try to arrest you like here, man. I don't even look at cops. Dude, I'm t- I felt more free there. I felt I never got pulled over in the same way that we get pulled over here. It was literally like a, a random checkpoint just to see if your car is stolen or whatever. Yeah. And then like if they see that you're a government worker, you feel like you'd be, they'd let you go. Wow. And you always, always don't speak the language when you get pulled over in Italy. You if, pretend if you don't you, know Italian, Italian even if you do yeah, know it. Yeah, so you don't Italiano. And then they're just like, oh, just, they don't want to do work. That's what I like. <laughs> they don't want to work, man. So being a cop is like, they, they can yell at their cops there. Like wow. old women will hit them and stuff, dude. They're, they're very ballsy when it comes to confronting police and getting parking tickets. It's hard to, f- to enforce the law when everybody's running the red light. Yeah. Everyone. And you're trying to ticket this old guy, you know? Because <laughs> he did it, but you know everyone's yelling at you it. and he's like yelling at you like your dad and stuff. So it's a unique, um, that, that part of it was like very eye-opening. Just, you don't feel that presence of, of, of the police force, man, the force yeah. that they're out there. It's very much a force. It's a force, man. And so when you're out of that, you start to, oh, wow, you can, I can breathe, man. Like I can, I'm not being irresponsible. I'm not like, drinking too much and drive, but you're not like, it's not the last thing on your mind is a cop pulling up. I feel like we get scared even when we're not doing anything That's wrong. That's what I'm saying. Like, did I, oh wait, do I have weed on me? Oh, wait, yeah. it's legal here now. Oh, wait, oh, wait, is it legal? It's only ten, and, ten and two, put my hands up, you know? Yeah, that's what I mean. Seatbelt. I, 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 took, I haven't got pulled over in a while, but I take my keys and I put them on. Everything, put your hands on the thing. and then, It's like- I don't trust cops, man. I got a DUI. You, oh, at 21. Was, you told me about yeah. what, what happened. Okay, to tell the story again so, if you want to talk about it. Yeah, I was, it was, so I was trying to be a cop for a long time. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was yeah. like, working. I was working at the mall for a while, going to college, community college, and just trying to like study whatever, you know, bouncing around. I did a lot of different classes, but never really got a passion for anything. So anyways, I worked at, I started working at Starbucks and we would just drink after work. It's like the thing to do. We drink coffee or alcohol, drink, and then drink at like noon. So like 21, (laughs) you know, I would open the store, close down and I worked with all my friends. So like we would close up by 12 and head out and we're in downtown. Yeah. So you hit up the bar, man. That's the one thing I miss. I like the day drinking in San Diego is a lot better. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can be at a beach at 11 and it's normal to have a beer. It's a tourist town. I think that's why. That's nice, though. Because yeah. if you, my hours aren't the same anymore. So I want to be able to get a beer. Adams Morgan doesn't open until 4. Wow. All, the, all the different bars. They the Irish pub. They're like relying on that lunch crowd after work hours. I mean, after hours crowd. 
people you told me also people like in italy don't drink at home it's always like a, yeah a, it's a social event unless it's a big house party but they don't really do that either like they're really big parties they rent out spaces no wow. no one really hosts at home unless they want it to be intimate just an intimate. but they're good at hosting man they're really good at that social like keeping in touch with people and reaching out to people that you just met and, and feeding you do your italian friends still like keep in contact yeah. with you like oh how are you doing richie Dude. just checking up on you yes so you you create those bonds man and those are people that you latch on to you and i was lucky to meet a couple of cool ones that, that spoke english one which is cool yeah and then you they were like that bridge between two worlds you know yeah and, and then you're also sharing your outlook as well because i always always wanted to represent us like i said we're supposed to be ambassadors of our lovely american country <laughs> exactly well, we need the rebranding i told you it took a rebranding we need a new flag you said yeah because <laughs> if we just so stopped funny. like if we just stopped with that flag and started adopting one and maybe go on reddit and find out what the common consensus is and we vote on it or something it'd be funny i don't think it's ever going to happen but i think it'd be funny to see like what a redesigned american flag would look like to people it's just so hypocrite yeah but it's yeah it's just I don't know. I don't. I don't feel an attachment to this flag. I like my nationality, I like my country, and what it represents, and what it's allowed me to have in my life. Yeah. But it's definitely far from the ideal, like social cu culture that I would like. Yeah, like, there is a lot of issues. Man, people are just in very isolated here. Like it's very hard to crack the the code and the, break the wall with certain people because they're you know they just want to be in their own world. Have Dude, I have phones. friends who leave me on red. <laughs> <laughs> I have friends who leave me on red who like. Who are these people I like, consider I went to school with? And they're still my friends, but the culture, like you said, is so isolationist. And yeah. um, it's not like warm. So like being left unread by your friend is very normal. Um, not having people reach out to you. Yeah. Like, everyone's just in their own world. Self-absorbed bubble, you know. I think it's like a defense thing, man. Like people, They don't want to be vulnerable. Yeah, I think it's that. I think it's not that they don't want to put work into it because I can get that way. Sometimes I'm just lazy. But I still like try to reach back out. But um, for me, it's like, if I don't want to put the work in, I really want to go out. Oh, no one hit me up, you know. So okay, I don't have to go out. Yeah. But were you gonna go out really if they really? Yeah, you know, that's the difference. <laughs> you, but <laughs> you would have made an excuse anyway. Yeah. No, but it would be nice. Like they're they're they were good about that. They knew the the game and the social game of how to let things flow and to maintain. Even if you were just a, like a casual friend, but you still felt like you were a closer. You know. They made you. They made you feel you belonged mm -hmm. in the community or in. The yeah, they're just good socially. I think that was, uh, Americans lack that. We lack empathy. We lack understanding about other people and uh, the social skills man i don't think we're as social as we could be <laughs> i think do you think it's because also if we want to compare it geographically america is very spread out it's a huge yeah. country and you so you really yeah just that alone in in italy like your neighbors like on top of you, you know, can't help but be around people exactly so especially if it's your family or your neighbors everyone knew your block they have like apartment buildings everyone knew everybody yeah you know it's very tightly knit the family unit us americans man that family unit i know people talk about it before but it really isn't there anymore as much as it would you know you would want it to be yeah there's family there but it's not like like how they're doing it over there like they know their whole town. They have events. They know people. You know, it's very, wow. there's a lot of people there. Yeah. So when you first moved in, were the Italian families like, "Oh, who's this new guy? Who's this new guy?" Yeah. Oh, we gotta go ask questions. So, so the my Italian, uh, my building was very Italian. The old lady above me uh, didn't speak English, and then the guy across from me didn't speak English. But he was like, they were bawling, dude. Like the one, he had like a, an apartment in Rome. And yeah. They would bounce back and forth. So I didn't see a lot of people in my building except for this old guy, Antonio. He was our, <laughs> he was our door guy. Yeah. 
So it was sick, man. Like in, in my other two friends that I got to know very well there also lived in the same area. Look, my friend was down the street, but he had a private beach. So I would go down to his place and then we would just go to the beach. Uh, and then my friend Michelle had a place in this in the city, which was like 10 minutes, but like more in the city. And she had a view in a four bedroom like mansion. Wow. So we had these baller places and we're all we're all from different parts of Cali. Like she was from uh, San Francisco, New Mexico, and San Francisco. And then he was from L.A. and I was from San Diego. So we were just younger adults, I mean, adults, 40 until 32, 33, um, being able to, to do that, man. Experience this fun little European life. Yeah. And then, yeah, you you. You you shy away from like anyone at work was like, hey man, you want to come to the barbecue? <laughs> nah, man. Were they having like American style barbecues in Italy? Like, were they living like they're living in Kansas or? Well, um, so there's a military that that lived near the base because it's cheaper to live closer to the base and it's just more practical. For it's them. it cheaper because just the neighborhood or because neighborhood okay. and um and location. The bases aren't aren't really in the nicer areas. They're like way out, like the outskirts. Thirty minutes from the city center, which is still kind of far, but. It's, it's like very rural outside of Italy. It's like very condensed. What is it? What I call it? like very like it's either a city or a village. Yeah, there's, there's so not really people. in between. It's just a lot of people for a, a place that couldn't really it wasn't meant to hold that many people. Like they, this this is not meant to hold an apartment building yeah. of this many people now in, in streets in general and cars. So you got to drive a small car. It's nuts. Yeah. Parking's an issue as well. Yeah, man, but you can park anywhere. That's the beauty. <laughs> you don't care. So what happens is that's the trick. So every every time someone comes in, they usually give like an orientation. They kind of scare you. They make Naples sound really bad. Like they're gonna. You're gonna so get, this is the army's orientation, right? Yeah, the military. Like, so yeah. they tell you, man, it's pretty bad. So they they'll go and they'll. It's like the uh, reefer madness. Like it's like you're gonna get robbed in your home, but you can't shoot the intruder. Cause it's illegal in Italy or something. And so like, you let them take what they want. You blow a whistle and then they're supposed to run away. <laughs> and, and you're like, what? I don't feel safe. Like I don't, I, should I get a knife? Should I get a taser? You know? And then they're like, no, you can't carry a knife around. So it's really weird. So then, then you start to get to know it's not really like that. Um, and, but, but yeah, so that you pay more to live in the nicer areas. There's a couple places that have a nicer view. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I don't want, yeah, they do, but they do American stuff on base. They have like the barbecues for the July and all. But it's cool. Cause like I worked with half Italian local nationals and Americans. So we had a diverse office. So mm -hmm. we would celebrate all the Italian holidays and we would do all the traditional, like we would have, dude, I had like a handle of Sambuca and put in your coffee. What's a Sambuca? It's like a, it's like a liquor, the core mix that you mix, that they mix with their coffee in the morning. Every morning they have this liquor yeah. concoction. We would, we would okay. do limoncello like our, or, or like a champagne with limoncello, limoncello. Like, oh so it's like a it's like a dessert after like a digestivo so it's like made with lemon lemon rinds and lemon juice and like a hardcore like uh, like alcohol like really strong alcohol and they let it ferment for a while and it becomes really good like yellow and they serve it really cold like mike's hard lemonade yeah but it's like a little you take a little <laughs> shot of it it's amazing um but you, we were drinking at work man it was sick wow and it's like totally fine like, like yeah yeah the rules i'm i'm concerned i'm concerned they made italy seem so scary for you in your orientation yeah. wow you know what well, was some places could like if you're just that type of person anywhere if you go to new york you go to la yeah, you go to, even dc but there's parts where you know because some people do never left the base i met someone I, I was i was living on base for about two months and i was going crazy already i got stir crazy it's a different world dude it's like military moms and their bubble is so tight and small and you see everybody and i did the same routine for a while i was going to the next like the navy exchange did my walk what's the navy exchange it's like a little shopping it's like a little mini mall okay so it's, a, it's a complex with like a gym a school for kids so they have like actual stores like 
pay less and like i don't know yeah, what they have so there's some licensed stores like there's a panda not a, i wish there was a panda there <laughs> you panda express a, yeah it was a kfc there's a subway okay. whatever they license but it's like uh, american products so italians love going there like they love trying to get you to buy stuff that they can't get because the economy is a different you know the, the food you get in their economy is different oh so they would get even cigarettes like they would so italians like going there to like try the american yeah, stuff and like oh like, american cool cool yeah. american things i would trade cigarettes like cigarette boxes with other people like other italians because they have i actually preferred their cigarettes marlboro gold golds and then like i would trade them because they like the white box without the lung that's on there the l- the ugly <laughs> ass lung on them yeah so <laughs> trade them but it's like it, the def- i didn't i noticed the difference between the two but they preferred the american stuff wow okay yeah. And then, um, so you were living on bases, like an apartment on base where you like bunking with yeah. people or just your own apartment apartment. It's pretty, it's pretty rough, man. If you're not able to, some people can't like live off base. Why do they like rules for military. certain jobs? Okay. Yeah. Military. Um, or some people couldn't because of kids, maybe like the kid's school was more practical being on. So I wanted to take advantage of like being outside, man. Yeah. So we're going to like different things. So all the events that I went to, I was definitely probably the only American there other than my friend that I would bring, uh, that wasn't, that wasn't Italian. What was, what was she, he or... Uh, she was she, from L.A. She's she Mexican, like. yeah. So that was like my like my travel buddy. We'd travel everywhere. Yeah. Like my older sis. It was cool. That's cool, yeah. Yeah, man. That's, that's It was dope. a unique like, thing, man. Like, it, uh, And we would talk about it. Like, how how is it that we all landed like in the same place? I never thought I would work for the government. They're like, I am here. And then Naples out of all places, you know. And then it's just, it was, yeah, it was fun, man. It changed who I am. It's changed what I, you know, what I do. Um, and I just try to do it here. I just try to do it here now. You apply the Italian lifestyle. Right. What what are one what's one way that you've been Italian today? Oh, I'm an espresso. So I use it like a little mocha express. It's like a table. I mean a stovetop espresso. Is that the Nescafe, the, the crystals? Like a, you use the crystals? No, no. So you get ground ground coffee and okay. then you twist it on, you put the water in and it's like a little it looks like a, t- a teapot. Okay. And then it boils up and then that's how you get really high quality coffee. Espresso. Oh, and it has a, a long handle. Kind of. I mean, it looks like a, like a, like a stovetop I think teapot. I, I, can, I can see it in my head right but now. But the coffee grinds are in the middle. So it's water, coffee, and then it boils up into the catch. Oh, and you drink what's on top. Yeah. And I use olive oil a lot. So there's like certain things I was wondering. Like, and I drink more wine. So I took okay. whatever I thought was the, the nice elements of what it was. Um, I use a lot more gel in my hair now. So. Yeah. <laughs> take care of Yeah, I love that. Like everyone there looked very put together, even in casual. Like they really... Not that they have to be superficial, but definitely care about their appearance enough to be, you know, an individual. But um, when you leave America, because we're so, again, it's big. It's big, dude. Like, even to go to L.A. from San Diego, I didn't do that very often. That's like a 16-hour drive, man. (laughs) It's it's forever traffic because the traffic makes it feel like even longer. Yeah. So there... You're man. You can go to Rome in an hour in a train. You know, just straight shot. What about driving? Are there roads? They're uh, open. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are the roads able to like? Can they handle the the flow of of yeah. road trips? If you can get in and out of the city, so you know which times of the city it gets crowded. So once you leave the city, it's pretty open. You can do really cool road trips down south, up north. Um, yeah, that's what I recommend a lot. Because then that's when you're really like venturing out. Um, and I would do that. I would just go and find a small town. Through recommendations through my Italian friends, and then we just go and stay at a hostel or something. Wow, that's why like hostels were like the thing, man. Yeah, I'm always concerned about hostels because I feel like the privacy just might be an issue because like you're bunking and then. <sighs> so this is what we did. So like at what hostels, I like the social aspect. It's the number one thing I like. That's the best part. Yeah. So there's places that we would go, and it wasn't the most expensive places. Like Prague was one of the places where we could afford an Airbnb for like forty, and still get a hostel for like ten. 
So we'd get both. $40? Yeah. Okay. And then we would get both. And so we would go to the hostel. We already dropped our bags off at the hostel. I mean, the, at the Airbnb. Then we go to the hostel and check in, check out the bar, and just to check, check out the crowd. You know, this is going to be worth the, the pub crawl or because sometimes it's a hit or miss sometimes so you, you get corny people in the hostels yeah it's not i mean i got lucky but there's times where you could really so what makes it what makes a crowd corny at the hostel like how do you how do you gauge uh, that what's your metric I, mean, I, I just need people that are open-minded at least that's fair for me but then you get some people that are combative sometimes or like selfish or like with noise or because it's very like a etiquette thing at hostels i've been at 16 bunk bed bunks like i've been at 16 four i've been at you know yeah. different size hostels and there's definitely pros and cons to it all but if you get a really like we had a cool crew at like this eight room bunk one time where everyone i checked in late it was in madrid i checked in late and then i went down to the bar and we had this like crazy night of drinking and we're all going back to their hostel a room and we're all in the same room it's not like, oh shit we're just <laughs> yeah pillow fight so <laughs> but it was just one of those things it felt like you know everyone different from different backgrounds you know it was very platonic but still like it felt like camp for adults in a sense it was cool wow and yeah. everyone had different were most of the tourists other europeans or like mm -hmm. yeah. did you vibe with american tourists that well or were you like i'm just tired oh, of man. of my people i want to i want to branch out i avoided them i avoid not to be mean mm -hmm. uh, like so there's a thing there's a nice therapeutic thing like when you're walking around naples the one thing i didn't i didn't speak italian yet so i you're walking around and you're not hearing English spoken anywhere, but you hear people talk like right behind you, you're walking down the street. So it's really therapeutic to hear a language being, and then hear conversation happening, but not process it on the subconscious level where, and it's like white noise, but like a good white noise. Yeah. So anytime I was sitting next to even a British couple or something, I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna have to hear English the whole time. <laughs> <You know? laughs> It's bad, yeah. And then you hear what they talk about, and it's just like, no. They're just complaining about something. It's yeah, always a complaint. It's just something that's not even like, oh, Naples is so dirty. Yeah, I know that, but come on, look up. That's what they tell you. Look up. You know, there's what? What do you see of like the sky? Yeah, it's just because there is some trash issues in the past because the mafia ran the the trash companies, and there was like a big thing, and trash was piling up, hmm. like in New York when they went on strike. So then they have a reputation. That's what the North says, like they're dirty or whatever. Yeah, but that's still besides the point like look up and then just look at the history and you know enjoy the other parts of it all so yeah so i don't like when people do that yes when you just don't want the homogeny of the yeah you know, what you're used to that's yeah i totally understand like i listen to a lot of foreign music yeah and i like listening to languages that i don't understand because i feel like it opens up a part of your mind yes like if someone insults you in a language you don't understand you don't know you can't process it have you been insulted in a different language before i feel like I would never know. And it doesn't affect you the same way. Yeah. But then when you hear somebody call you an idiot, it's like you automatically yeah. have all this like all this reaction. But if someone says like idiot in like, I don't know, Mandarin, yeah. you wouldn't even know. That's true. It's weird how languages can affect you like that, even when you it, don't want them to. Because it was, yeah, it was translated for you. Exactly. That did happen to me once. You got called an idiot? Well, it was, uh, I, so my first job was Chuck E. Cheese when I was in high school. <laughs> it was like 16 and a half or something. Yeah. And then I worked, I was a cashier and um, I'm brown and national cities, pre predominantly Mexican and Filipino. Um, and so people would sp speak Spanish to me. This is in San Diego. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm like at the register and this Mexican like grandma comes up, like some, someone's Nona or something, you know, yeah. and talks to me and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't speak Spanish. And she called me like a oh, oh, word, I oh, what the word was. And then my friend was Mexican goes, she just called you a mutt. I was like, what? <laughs> and she was like, it's because she thinks you're Mexican and you don't speak your language, which is really bad. 
which I agree. I, I, I agree, I guess. But yeah. if you are Mexican, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then one guy spoke to me in Spanish, and I go, "Oh, I'm sorry, I don't speak Spanish." Um, I'm, and he's like, "Well, why not?" I'm like, "Well, I'm not Mexican." He's like, "Well, you don't have to be Mexican to speak Spanish." I was like, "Well, yeah, I get that. I know, but that's what I thought. You assumed that I spoke Spanish." Yeah, he did have a point. <laughs> I feel like it happened. You look very. I thought you were Latino, especially when you said San Diego. Yeah. I made the assumption. But you're Filipino, right? Yeah, Filipino. Well, Filipino Spanish and then French German. So your dad is French German, but grew up in Connecticut, and your mom is full Filipino and Spanish. Mm-hmm. And grew okay. up in the Philippines. Okay, yeah. that's a very yeah. You look like you could be. I feel like they could they could airdrop you anywhere, nuts, and you could be from that place. Yeah, it helps. It, it so I, does. Used to, I told you, I don't like. I, I just blend in, man. You have that Bruno Mars thing going for you, like yeah. it's good and bad. Because sometimes you want to just be known, like not known, but like people are always trying to guess. People yeah. are trying to guess, and people—that's what we do. Subconsciously, we're all trying to like identify this person to see. You know, we have that, but um, yeah, they always get it wrong. I've never yeah. had anyone guess it right. Never, no one, no one ever says uh, Filipino, Spanish, and uh, German, Irish, yeah. or German, French. Yeah, from Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a good, yeah, it's a good thing, man. I was—I've been to the Philippines five times. Okay, uh, got to see where my mom grew up. Very cool. the province. Like, what where, island is she from? It's uh, it's on the main, so on eight hours from Manila. So you get a drive. They have okay. this it's on the now. same island as Manila. Mm-hmm. Okay. Manila is like the big island, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I wish I was on the beach and stuff, but no. Yeah. But it was humbling, man. I had cousins that still live there. The same house and everything. That your mom grew up in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's like nothing to do there. Like it's like at night it's pitch black. You bring like a flashlight or a candle to go to the neighbor's house. Or, you know, when we would go out, we would shoot pool. That was like the neighbor had a pool table and we would yeah. shoot pool. And that's why Filipinos are so good at pool. Oh, that's why. Dude, I had a friend that I worked with at when I worked in the hotels, and he was like a pool shark, man. He's like, I used to, I used to, we're at Dave and Buster <laughs> shooting pools. He's like, I used to like hustle people, and he's like, but I play, but I used to play to put food on the table. So to me, yeah. this is like work. And he's like, school, he can he can rack it without a triangle. He uses his arms. Whoa, it's nuts, dude. Yeah, he puts a little eight in the middle, and then he just like rolls them with a triangle with his arms, and he catches it at the right moment, and they're like perfect. That's crazy. Try that one day, like rack it up at the at the base and roll them all. Roll them all, yeah. It's just, but it's part of his life because that's all you had to do. Imagine your neighborhood if that's only thing you had was like a a lap pool. You get very good at it. Probably really good at swimming laps, man. Yeah, yeah. We have so much choice now. We can do too many. Yeah, too many, too many options. So you worked at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about this uh, conspiracy theory. Yeah, dude. Do you? So there's a conspiracy theory going around about Chuck E. Cheese saying that they recycle slices and they put them on other pizzas. You heard about it, right? I don't know that one. You hear about that conspiracy? So I actually cooked with. I cooked there for like. I, I filled in for the guy because he got. Wait, what do you mean by cook? They only make pizzas. What were they cooking? So, what else so, do they offer? I started off as a bouncer, right? That was okay. like the very bottom level job, dude. You get to stamp every kid and you got to touch every kid's hand and get, I would get cold oh, all the time and you have no. to like check them as they go out and wait for what? For like, so that if you had a kid, right? Yeah. You would stamp with like uh, number one and in invisible ink. It's not a foolproof kid check, by the way. People think it is, but I'm not going <laughs> to tackle someone. <laughs> you know, worst case, I, I picked up a child and I moved them out across the, the rope. Um, but like you have to match the number up when they leave. So if you had a kid and you had the same stamp, yeah. it's probably like washed off too, by the way, because they're sweaty and stuff. Yeah. And you have to check it on the way out. People get pissed. Wait, so what's the purpose of, to make sure like their kid doesn't get kidnapped or yeah. anything like that? Oh, Which is, okay. But see, but it's not really because it's like, dude, I, 
<laughs> sometimes it gets busy. And so one time like a, a mom would come in with her kid and then the grandma would come in and then it's like a slow night. And then the kid's like, oh, grandma, hi. And I hear the conversation happening, right? Yeah. And they're leaving now. And now the mom waited behind. So the grandma's carrying the kid and she could leave. And I'm like, have a good, good night. I hope you guys had fun. Well, how do you, and the mom comes storming up to me. How do you know that that, that was with her? She was with her because she didn't have a stamp. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> I'm like, I just, I just got off of school and yeah, I'm just yeah. trying to man to make <laughs> my $8 friendly. an hour. <laughs> I heard she was the grandma, man. I put two and two together. You're the only ones in the whole place. You're the only Filipinos yeah, in this place right that's now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you look the same. So, dude, so I would deal with that. So it taught me a lot about customer service. But it was a, it was a fun place. And I, and I became a cashier. That was cool. So I was behind the barrier. That's like what you want. You're Is away that, from this the one that you get the ticket exchange, right? When I come over my tickets yeah. and I'm like, I well, want one eraser for this a million, yeah. <laughs> a million Chuck E. Cheese tickets. Yes. Well, so my friend like got hired the same day. My friend Jordan. And he got the salad bar. And he got to chill every day. I forgot they had a salad bar. It was a five ninety nine thing. All you can eat salad bar. It was pretty good. Yeah. All day. All day. Okay. And so like, well, I mean, I don't know. I never figured out how many, maybe three hours. I don't know what the cap was to okay, stay was there. Salad just, happy hour. Yeah. yeah. Well, however long yeah, from where you bought it. Um, but he had this sweet, sweet job, dude, behind the counter, eating strawberries. Nobody bothers him, dude. <laughs> and I'm over here in the fucking like trenches, like getting spat on and coughed on and whatever and kicked and... And you get good at like throwing tokens away and like making kids run after them. That's one one good way. Wait, to what, would, what would you do? So you throw you a roll a token down the hallway, so they all chase it and go away. Wait, what? Was this like a straight, standard yeah. protocol? Yeah. He's like, yeah. Listen, if you want a kid, just throw yeah, a token. Some, that was a whole thing. So I, 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 oh man, there was a dude that I worked with that was like pocketing these tokens, man. Like he would, he was the game guy. He yeah. would wear the striped shirt and he would take care of the games. And he was he would just walk out clanking a bunch of coins and we knew what he was taking but we didn't care and now i figured out what he was doing because my friend was like oh he's selling them at the swap meet because <laughs> you could make money wait so you because it never, never changes i mean now they went to the cards but before you was the physical coins. so before bitcoin there so, was chucky coin chucky coin man bring it back <laughs> so what was it why would you spy them because it's the same because you you charge a little bit less than the actual retail price of the store <gasps> so you will half have, have seized but then like what's the point because like you're those coins aren't worth anything you're only getting tickets and those tickets don't give you but anything to play to play oh so, just for fun yeah, at oh. the swap meet here's a half you know you're like go to chuck cheese with your son or something yeah he's gonna go to chuck cheese anyways everyone went yeah it was a pretty popping yeah. spot at that time <laughs> yeah so <laughs> on saturdays everyone is yeah. at chucky but there was rumor at that point that that someone had died in the expanded area where they have like the birthday parties now right and so that, that wait what that somebody was, yeah supposedly that's what happened before in a fire because it was like you can tell the other half of it was a different expansion and then like that's where the animatronic stuff was and at night we would close the place down and it was a it was literally a free-for-all that managers didn't really care so we wouldn't fuck around and i would hide behind the, the chucky thing and i would shake it and move it around and get the new people and stuff so we, yeah. we joked about it being kind of haunted wow um wait so there was a fire while it was a chuck e cheese no like it was a restaurant next next door or something and then before they had acquired it it was a fire and someone had died there. and then they expanded over that's stuff that they would tell us you know yeah. but it was always creepy in that room it's like just rows of tables and then the animatronics are just like in like i don't know standby mode you know did you did somebody actually manually like dj them like because i know they would sing right they were like a band yeah it, it, i don't i never saw how they got it to do what they needed it to do because there's like a control panel on the side like a janky control panel yeah um and then like my friends would run it like the, the hostesses for the parties these two asian girls like and they would just run the show but those animatronics just come to life man oh my god the spirit oh. of the dead man well they have these these jump games now with that like the scare tactics they still have chucky is there still chucky cheeses around yeah the same one dude i went to the same one i went i worked at 
No. And it's like, I mean, it's. Did they update the games at least? Or? No. I mean, they have a couple new stuff, but they're all like broken. So I kind of left really quick. There was one <laughs> you girl. Got, you got sad. I saw one girl that was like still there. She's the manager now. She's been working there forever. Since I left, man. That was in high school. Was this 34. one of the women who were in the in the hostesses? <laughs> no, she was just like a... Oh, so you're talking about the food stuff? Oh, I worked as a chef there because like a uh, chef. I call myself a cook. Yeah, but, <laughs> but how do you, do you cook? Is cook so pizza something you cook? It's they like would you just, bake it. They would do the prep work, so which was cool. Like they would already already have like the dough flattened out on a rack. And okay. then you just... So I just do toppings and I put it in the oven and then I would ch- ch- chop it up, you know? Like you put the, the sauce in them, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, the guy got fired for stealing pizzas, so they needed someone to fill in. Man. I needed some new shit, extra shifts. So. How do you get caught stealing pizzas? Was he like, it was like a big, it must have been a big operation. Take a pizza every day, man. It was just something he would. He do. would like shove it in his bag or something. He would or? Walk right out with it, and so, wow. I mean, the morning guy was the guy that Jim was a guy that was a hard ass. Like, but when he left, it was this cool old Mexican guy named Manuel. He was like. I thought he was like cartel or something, man. He was chill, dude. <laughs> he just talks about when he was young. He has like a really like a sweet wife and everything now, but he would talk about his early years and like wild and out. Yeah, and stuff, so yeah. he would talk to us. And we were high school kids, so uh, that. So after at night, it was like a free for all. So uh, he was like, hey, "You want to fill in?" And I was like, "All right." So I'm over there in the back, <laughs> cooking pizzas, man. Like, uh, whatever. You know, but yeah. I know. I know the, so the conspiracy was I wanted because you were in the back in the action. Yeah. You probably could answer this better than I can. But like the conspiracy is that people went to uh, Chuck E. Cheese and they realized that the slices weren't adding up. Like they weren't fitting into a perfect. Like it looked like they were taking. For example, if, oh, like if a pizza like goes cook. back, yeah. <laughs> Let's say like it's a birthday party and then the kids don't finish the pizza. They take it back and like, oh, there's still some slices. And they would, because they would get it pre-sliced. You know, they would slice yeah. it, right? I mean, it would have to be really cheap to do that. But there's, but th- there was evidence, man, on YouTube. Damn. They were talking. I could see that, me, yeah. Yeah, because like how the pieces weren't fitting perfectly, and it was like it was business, like, like people do what they gotta. You know? Obviously, with honestly, Chuck E. Cheese is like a dying industry. Like, it, it is. But I'm surprised before. Do you think they're still like living off that money? Because I can't see right now. If you were like, let's go to Chuck E. Cheese for your birthday, I couldn't find one. I can find a Dave and Buster's, which is like an adult yeah. Chuck E. Cheese, but I can't find like one Chucky. E. Man, if so in San Diego we have a few. I don't know about East Coast. I haven't looked around. No, East Coast. We actually, when I was in North Carolina, they have something else. It's what called. It? It's like called Monkey Joe's. <laughs> It's not. I had my friend. Shout out to Princeton. My friend Princeton from North Carolina. Was he? He was like you, but he was working at Monkey Joe's. He did the same thing you were doing, yeah, but it was like the alternate ver- version. Yeah, the second rip off. Of yeah, it's not a mouse, but it's a. It's a. It's a monkey. A purple monkey named Joe. Okay. And that's where people go. But I'm to say like a Chuck E. Cheese. There might be one in North Carolina, in like Charlotte, but I can't think of like Massachusetts. There was like maybe we always used to drive like a minute Dude, to get to. There's not a lot one. to do with for kids around here. You're right. You have two kids. Like, how do you entertain Dude, them? I got to go and do outdoor stuff, man. Oh, teaching him how to hike and, and now stuff. Now he's on the Nintendo Switch too, so he's a little bit of video games. But a lot of like, there's not like a playground. Like, there's a ninja place, like this ninja warrior thing for kids in San Diego. What is that? Is it like the jump, the it, jumping? It looks yeah. It's all trampoline. padded and everything, and then they just run through these obstacle courses and get tired. It's sick, man. And you can just tra- chill and like wait. And you wait for them just to get tuckered out. Yeah. So. That's yeah. The jumping, the trampoline places. Yeah, so that's they also have them big. Where, yeah, same area. You have go karts, so there's things to do, weather permitting, right? Because San Diego is always nice. Yeah, and they're indoor anyway. Like you guys have outdoor trampoline. Ah, oh, be cool. I mean, to have the party jumper things, the astro jumps, what are they call? Oh, bounce the moon houses. bounce. The moon yeah, bounces. everyone has a different name for those things. Yeah, <laughs> what do you guys call like them a, in San Diego? Party jumper, party or bounce jumper. house. Bounce house. I've heard bounce house. Yeah. Moon bounce. Or like astro jump. Astro jump. That's a new one. Yeah. 
that's not a term I'm, I'm ever no. going to use. <laughs> Ask Chip Chip. I'm fighting that one. I'm not accepting it. But yeah, so that's nuts. I mean, the pizza was surprisingly good, though. I'm not going to lie. Aside People from, say it was really good, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's dying, I think. But it's they make money still because it's not... They're just recycling what they have, and they're really making yeah. The pizzas, pizza. the pizzas apparently are recycled <laughs> yeah, as well. Exactly. <laughs> so, man, but no, I, I I wore the suit once because I was the only one that could fit in it. And this is like the days when we had the the sky tubes. <gasps> the sky, yeah, dude, man. you bring back so many memories. Yeah. The sky so. tubes, and they'd be like these bulbs with like yeah. you could look outside and, and was, like clear. In the beginning, when it was new, it was nice, right? But then it got used after a while and older and. They would smell. <laughs> People were, they weren't cleaning those sky tubes, were Dude, they? Dude, it was the worst job if you had, like one of my friends had to clean that thing, but she just walks around with Windex in there, crawls around in there. How do you good. fit? You had to be like she the smallest. Small. Yeah. <laughs> so at least I didn't have to do that because I mean, I'd rather clean the bathrooms than clean the sky tubes. <laughs> yeah. What, what was the craziest stuff you'd find? Dude, in this? Women's bathroom, they're the worst, man. I'm not gonna lie. Worse than men's? Yeah. It's nuts. I don't know what it is. Like it's, there's like a big ba- like trash can in the front, but they just th- stuff it in like the little little side ones and then i'm like in there with my glove and oh like, uh, you gotta push it in or take it out i was like you know i'm trying to clean the bathroom yeah. it's a rough so they didn't have like specific cleaners so you guys are doing all the jobs yeah man so it was like that real like high school part-time gig after practice after you know regular high school life yeah and then we would get off at like midnight or one on the weekends was it even worth the money like was it like it's like seven dollars an hour right? at that yeah. time that was minimum wage right this is what we had it was like eight bucks or something yeah, yeah. Um, and so then I transitioned out of that. I was tired of it. I was like, I need to get out, get out of this place. Uh, then I worked at the mall, which was cool. Were you like a kiosk? I feel like I can see you at a kiosk. No, so I was working at Hollister. <laughs> no, you weren't. I know. You I were know. working at Hollister, Laguna know, Beach. Man. Yeah, man. So I had like the shorts and the puka shells and did that whole thing. Is that true? They give you like free clothes to so, like rock the brand. Uh, they give you a discount. We don't give you, no. They, sh- they want you to. You have to. You have to wear it. Hol- so they yeah. make you buy the clothes so, and they, they make you buy your own uniform. It's a, it's a great business model. <laughs> yeah. Because you get people, young adults that they don't got to pay benefits to because you get four hour shifts because they and so i really had to work my lab work my social skills to get hours to get full-time hours because you only get like one shift in your first week so you get four hours a week you get like on call and you're like in high school and it's like four to eight on call on a friday so you can't commit to anything yet you can't have fun with your friends yeah and then they won't even they might not even call you you know wow. so i was like i got one shift and i was working it's easy it's like it's dead in the morning it's yeah. a weird place the mall in the morning and so we get to exercise people <laughs> all people yeah. there would, yeah, early yeah. risers just exercising but yeah the mall is pretty dead so you just got to chill and as long as you can control the jukebox you can survive a shift they have a jukebox well because they had that little press thing you could and then it was always like all american rejects playing yeah and i was like swing swing and it was like wow so i learned how to unplug it so I would um, all these, my dirty little yeah, secret that song man when that came out oh my god dude, I wanted to blow my it's like blasting you know on repeat yeah just, did they have like a, a collaboration with all American rejects like was there it was, was just there, on there they know? and they dropped the, the album and it was one of the main ones all these high school kids would come in and start playing oh my god dirty little secret yeah. I don't have to know <laughs> dude, so we did the um, I was in San Diego and we did a it was karaoke and I love to karaoke and they did emo night so it was sick dude we did some old school like I did some Daphne Love Zerby, you know that that group? No, I've never heard of old school like emo bands, like My Chemical Romance, like that. Yeah, yeah. Evanescence or something, or like even Lincoln oh, yeah. Park sometimes. Lincoln Park does have some emo yeah. songs. 
I oh, yeah. try so hard. Yeah, some Asian guy killed that, man. He was, yeah. was good. Filipinos love karaoke. Yeah, it's yeah. fun, man. I think more people need to do that. It's definitely a good not, event. It's a fun little it's, gathering. It's you know? just an, a release, an expression of any sort. Like, it's healthy. Like, dancing is healthy. Yeah. Some people sing. I think anything that you can do that is gets good for you. Especially when you do it in a social setting. Yeah. And then they're really good at it, man. Some people... I've done karaoke once in my life, maybe twice. And I remember there'd be regulars who'd just go and kill it. And then you just, oh, yeah. Yeah. So you can't be too good. You have to be good, but not like too good. That's like a, there's like a fine line. In These karaoke. guys are too good. They look See, like they... <laughs> there's some that, that I've met that are really good and they don't like to do it sometimes. But some people go on there to really show off and it's like, oh, come on, man. Yeah. You're really just setting the bar high. And I have like my friends there for the first time singing Prince for the first time. And he just followed some girl that killed Whitney or something. I did Prince. I did I did Erotic City. I didn't do it well. But then... If you can own the presentation, the stage presence, you can get by. It's honestly it's confidence. It's all confidence. My, my friend won his first karaoke contest and he didn't even karaoke, but he stuck to his Prince... And he came in with a full purple jumpsuit. Oh, he he came. Okay, that's uh, he's like devoted to the character. By, like, our like, local radio station and like first competition ever, man. I don't even compete, dude. Yeah. This guy showed up. He, not not the best singer, but he won. He had the stage presence. He had the air guitar going. The actual air, electric guitar. Was it Purple Rain or something? He opened with Purple Rain. Then he did Baby I'm a Star, and then he did I think it's Doves Don't Cry. Okay, the classics. Yeah, and he stood on the table on the solo. So that's what did it, man. He just really just Jamazy ninety. <laughs> <laughs> he he's uh, he uh, committed to the role. Yeah, it's, well, yeah. But working at the mall is cool. Did the start that for a while. We would go to TJ after work because we were only like eighteen. TJ Tijuana. Yeah. So the networking at Hollister was fun. So you met like you know like minded people at work long hours and we can't drink. You know yeah. a lot of us can't drink so we go down to TJ. Where it's eighteen. Tijuana. And yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. So we did that for a while. I had that phase for a while coming back after hammered and asked you what your citizenship is. You're like, America. <laughs> I'm just like, get in, dude. Wait, they don't check? Back then, no. Back in the days, it was easy. It was just ID, California ID. Wow. Yeah. And now it's like very rigorous. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't been back to TJ in forever, but I used to go <laughs> every weekend. That's dope. You know what's crazy is you can go to TJ with just an ID, but you you can go to Canada can you go to Canada? No, no, actually, never mind. I was trying to make a point that didn't work out. I was going to say you could go to Canada with just your ID, but you can't. You got to have your either birth well, certificate or your... They have the card now, right? Yeah, the card. The passport card? Yeah, but yeah. it's only for the geographical U.S. Like, like NATO alliance. Yeah. I've never been to Canada. Um, I want to go. The NAFTA alliance. The Can Canada's amazing. Toronto's my favorite city. In, Nor cool. in North America, I feel like if you like Europe, Toronto has more of like a London vibe. Yeah. It's very diverse. It's fun. People are a lot more friendly. Yeah. You can strike up a conversation with anybody. They're less isolationist. They're more like communal. Yeah. And, and, although it's cold. Like, I don't, I feel like. I'm okay with that. I don't, I don't mind my cold. The social aspect makes up for it. That's what yeah. I noticed. Like, even though it's cold physically, it's not cold figuratively. Yeah. I don't mind layers. I like dressing up. And it's cozy. I like those because I like it feels like it's crisp, man, when it's cold. Yeah. The air is fresher. As long as it's not like a snowstorm or something. Yeah. I mean, I, li I like the snow. Well, like a fresh snowfall like kind of thing. And it's just like done, but the sun's out. And it's and it melts. slowly melting. Yeah. Yeah. There's no slush. There's, you know, like it's just. But not a Canadian snow. It it's lasts. like, uh, see? Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm down. Like that's a, that travel bug that I have now. I'm trying to figure out how to apply it here you know try even even close by like i'm more like what's an hour out of the city you know what's what's nearby yeah what's going on in baltimore i don't know maybe <laughs> i don't know road trip to just baltimore. places that i never thought i would go just yeah. to, to check it out um well i'd recommend montreal i feel like canada is yeah. a good a good start 
Canada and then you have Mexico and then yeah you can drive I drove to Montreal from North Carolina 15 hours oh, shit. on my own it That's was nuts, it dude. was rough yeah I did it though and I loved it I would do it again you know because the drive is beautiful I there's something therapeutic about driving you know yeah if I'm driving a nice car too like yeah I, oh I would always rent yeah, a car I'm not driving thing. my shitty car and I have to have Bluetooth and yep. connect yeah so Sirius XM there has to be Sirius XM some, yeah so I have like crazy radio stations I think the longest drive I did was eight eight hours it's like Mammoth it was San Diego to Mammoth Mammoth where's Mammoth Mammoth Mountain is like north toward LA Okay. Like this, yeah, that's nothing, dude. Wilderness, though, is nice. I know that that's the most I can do, man. I was driving a janky old van. Oh, so. This is what you're going to do. You're going to go rent, like, a Jeep? Yeah, a Jeep, like a, like a, oh, was a Rubicon. Jeep? No. Okay, so yeah. I, I rented a Jeep last time, a Rubicon. It was cool. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Uh, to Ocean City, Maryland. No. Maryland. Merlin. 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 <laughs> man, it's a, it's a, so that's a different world. So I'm a beach guy, right? Yeah. So I saw the beach from San Diego and you know, the West coast. And I saw Italian beaches. I didn't know there was beaches in Italy, amazing beaches down yeah, all the way South, man. Yeah. I'm, I don't know what I was thinking. And, uh, and then now I'm trying to find the nearest beach and there's, so I go to ocean city and it's not the same. <laughs> I mean, it's beach, but it's like, it's different here. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a San Diego white. It's like, and it was like a NASCAR thing going on. So <laughs> it's a, depending on the event. So it's like DC is kind of like that too. DMV is like, depending on the event, you're going to see a, not, a huge shift in like the, demographics. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm seeing that. So at that point it was definitely a unique demographic, but it's cool. I mean, cool, but like it's a little rough. Yeah. 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 I don't, I'm not a big fan of East coast beaches. Yeah. I feel like the water, you know, the water's like kind of murky out here. It's like dark. It's yeah. Like, you can't really see it. It looks like it's like full of seaweed, which it is. Yeah. It's full of kelp and seaweed. And it looks cold all the time. It looks, it's freezing cold. Yeah. So I, there's, there's that. So if it's not hot, then don't go in. Yeah. You have, even when it gets hot, just like, just barely getting, you have to wait like a month for it to really warm. Yeah. The ocean's got to warm up. Yeah. Um, but the drives, drives in East Coast are nice. Like I've driven a little bit. I drove a Rubicon <laughs> on that trip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but <sighs> I like the forestry. I'm like, I like yeah. forests. So ne- like East Coast is good for woods and stuff like that. Definitely. Um, I, I, so my dad was from Connecticut, so I would go visit uh, my grandma there. So mm-hmm. I would go to West Hartford, and I would I did a drive, I think from Boston to Northampton, Mass. Also, so I was stopped in to see an aunt, and then I drove. Uh, the four days of our trip was like clear, so they're like, dude, you got good weather. Take the the convertible Mustang, and. I'll charge you the same price. Boom. So East Coast nice. driving, man. Yeah, but East Coast driving with the trees and the it's nice in the summertime, especially. Yeah. Was this in the summer? It, yeah. So it's a little. It was no. It was actually kind of cold, but sun sun was out. But just yeah. put the heater on. It was like it was like toward Thanksgiving time. Okay, so the leaves were kind of changing. Mm-hmm. I bet. So you see the seasons, which is I see. Yeah, it's cool. So New England's beautiful, man. I used yeah. to. I was born in Rhode Island and raised in Massachusetts. Okay. So man, like, I'm not. I don't think I would move back, but like. There's like memories I have, like the leaves looking beautiful and like the neighborhoods, man. Like the, the, the streets, like streets. you get property, you get yards, you know. Yeah, people have like space there. Um, I still like the city life in a way because yeah. I like the, you know, I don't think I'd ever would have met you if I lived in the suburbs. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an anti suburb person. Yeah. And I see why people go there, but I, I can, it's like I, I, I'm not into it. Uh, it's <clears> like <throat> a slow death. It's bad. And, I, you know, you can have that feel. You can still be on your own in the city you know like you can have your space in the city you know what i'm saying i guess people want big things that's what i'm seeing right now they're still building those big houses down there in san diego and like oh the mcmansions and all that and then then people team up with like 
their parents or whoever you need to pair up with because you can't afford that on one income. So they all live in the same house. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, because it's big enough to, that's the thing. They're not building to, so I heard, I read an article about this billionaire, Mark Lore or something like that. Um, he's trying to build a version of his, his city. He's trying to get financing for like 400 million, a billion dollars to build a city, like a utopia of where everything is close together and you'll find a job and you'll be able to walk to work and so he's trying to make like a smart city, I guess is what they call them. So like a bunch of mini cities in the U.S. Yeah, but he wants okay. to build them in the desert for some reason. But then they have the water thing. I don't know how they're going to get water. So that's, That doesn't sound sustainable. Right? Maybe solar power and all that. But what about water? Because I heard that's already drying up right now. Yeah, water wars are next. Yeah. That's what they're saying. I used to play like a lot of like Sin, uh, Sim City. Oh, that? Sim. I played regular. I played Sim Suburbs. What is that one? <laughs> that was just a regular Sims where you have like a house. Oh, yeah. I did that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a career. You have a career. You have a little girlfriend. But you don't burn yourself in the microwave and kill yourself <laughs> you have to learn the sim language have you did you learn sim it's called similac what is it called sim uh, like there's a name for it yeah. yeah i got lost in that for a while it was cool like the virtual reality of it all yeah were you like a gamer gamer i was a hardcore gamer for a while okay like, i got into like like the pc gaming uh but i did the, the sims i did like RuneScape, world of warcraft RuneScape. world of warcraft took a lot of my my childhood like yeah. my, my teenage years took that too too serious man I feel like that one cost that one cost money like that's why i didn't yeah, play that you gotta one pay. yeah and Counter-Strike. There's a Counter-Strike game. It's a first-person shooter. Yeah. And then, yeah, so it was, it was fun doing that. I got into RuneScape because it was I've heard free. Of it. You ever yeah. heard it? Yeah, it's kind of like World of Warcraft. It's an RPG. You acquire items. You acquire items. You could sell mm -hmm. items. You could fight people in the wildy. There's so I like PvP. So anything with PvP or world PvP. What's that mean? So uh, you have a character that you level up, and you can fight people in the wilderness, like out in the wild. Like you yeah. find someone and kill them, challenge them, or say like. Yeah. That's what I did in World of Warcraft for a lot. Like a okay, so time. it's the same concept, I think. Okay. I think I think RuneScape might have came out of World of Warcraft. Okay, it might have been like a less sophisticated version because there's also like a pay to play. There's like a members, a number of members. Yeah, man, it's a membership thing. Yeah, but you could you could, most people were free on RuneScape, but if you were a member, you pay five dollars a month, and you would know you're a member because you get to have like dragon armor. That's sick. Yeah, but so, is it, but is it beneficial? as far as like combat or was it more like cosmetic it was more cosmetic that's it was cool. more that's fair yeah i don't like these pay to get like level up no no, no. no. it was egalitarian in that way that's good um and you go to the wildy and you, you challenge people like at school like yo meet me in the wildy yeah yeah well, and you'd have to pick the world you were in because you have to be on the same like because it have the different servers, servers. yeah, yeah. Man. every server had the reputation too really so, yeah the world of warcraft style too like we were kill jane and you knew you were one of the original servers so you don't want to be a new server you they were you're kind of like you have more more respect if you're from the top three. What are the top three? It was like Tychondrius, um, Blackrock, and Killjade. And at the time when I played when I was in high school. Okay. And then and then each one had their factions, right? And I like I like that dude. Like you couldn't even talk if you try to type to the other faction in the game, it'll be their language. It'll be gibberish. Oh, so it'll convert the language. So you can't talk to them. So we had that little bit of that mystery of who's this enemy of mine of four different races that i have to kill now because he's in my space or whatever you know wow. depending on the level of of course and your skill but when you're like a low level just playing so could you like claim your spot in these servers like did you always have the same because i remember in runescape you always have to pick a different server oh like, no you claim it so you if you're kill jaden you're kill jaden forever yeah okay but you'll play against on like other other servers and there's that reputation of progress and pvp and though i like the pit the player versus player element okay there's definitely pvp yeah play it was every man for himself yeah but in, in runescape you could team up but like it wasn't the norm but you have a you have a role like a character yeah so you could do missions as well so you either like just chill it's kind of like a uh, grand theft auto right you can so either sandbox. just chill yeah or you can do the missions yeah and the missions help you level up but do you have to do a, like a team mission where you're a healer or you're a tank or you're damage yeah, i think there might be like 
some, I don't, it wasn't much of a team. It was much of like a solo thing. So like, some like Diablo, maybe like that. Yeah. You'd have yeah. to like, sometimes you would go on a mission where you have to like get a, a potion from a goblin Yeah. and you have to find the goblin. You got to kill the goblin and it's like, and then you do that. And you get the potion, and once you get the potion, you give it to the healer, and it's like a whole thing. Is there drops like from the mobs? I call them mobs. Like, do they drop items? Like, if you kill a boss, are there bosses you kill? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get to take what drops. they have. You take okay. what they have. Yeah, is that what it's called? Drops. Yeah, like loot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or you could just kill random. Like, I remember goblins would help you level up, so you could just go back. Farm them. Yeah, you yeah. just kill them. Keep killing goblins, and then you yeah. level up, and you take. They usually either have gold or like leather you could take from them. I don't really remember all this. Yeah, no, those are, oh my, those are fun times, man. Like um, just gaming with friends and stuff in the in the time where we had the internet. Yeah, and um, that world aspect. Yeah, so there was a, I would do that for like a job. It was like seven p.m. to midnight raid times with our guild. Like a job, like you get paid or you just do it because like it was a job. They would like a job. <laughs> yeah. So this is when I was still in. Yeah. So the, it was, I joined a guild and it's like you apply as like you apply for a job. Hey, I'm a level seventy rogue, night elf rogue, um, and this is my gear and this is my raid experience. And then you get recruited and then you like have a role in the, in the guild now wow. and they raid some, some different, you know. Different so the raids. guilds are independently just owned by random people. Random people and they have a wow. hierarchy, they have a leader. And there was this, this guy, Billy from uh, like up north, he was from the Temecula or something. Okay. Little skinny Chinese kid, but he was like <laughs> deep voice and he was our leader, man. His name was Flight. <laughs> he was a strong. It's like in the real world. Yeah. I'm not that great, but in <laughs> the world cool, of He was cool, yeah. So I would hang out with him. And he's, in like, person? Like you guys yeah, are hang- No was, way. He was dating. So he was, so everyone that really hardcore gaming like they end up dating other gamers or whatever so he was no dating way. this other girl the one girl in the group got <laughs> had like eight boyfriends yeah she was the cool quiet asian girl star me she was a healer so yeah. I, the, the roles you pick too is why I, I like those types of games because people pick your role like your your race and then you pick your responsibility you want to be a damage guy you want to be a healer so that kind of reflects what people's like personalities are sometimes too yeah so it's nice i've made i made like friends on that game that i still talk to now i don't play anymore wow yeah, like there was a girl I met in my early levels that was like leveling and I was like, hey, is your guild cool? And she's like, yeah, come join us. And then I leveled up with this guild and then I found out she had a booth at Comic-Con. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be at Comic-Con. We, Wait, you, a booth is in what? She's an artist, a graphic designer. Oh. And so she had a booth. And, she, oh, and so we started seeing each other during every year at Comic-Con and we would play World of Warcraft. And so like, you know, and then wow. it would get to the point where like my my character was worth like two thousand dollars at one point because people sell their characters based on what gear you have oh and did then, you ever sell it no nah. no i couldn't i posted it one time i had one of the most rare like items in the game at the time and i could have had the set there's it was a two-piece like sword yeah and this is when i finally started getting a job i was like working it and you know i, was, like, I need to get out and you start working but then uh is this the chucky you started working at chucky cheese <laughs> no this is after i was after i was like i got another job at um Applebee, Applebee's. No, what you had a lot of jobs. So I, was, I went from Hollister to Applebee's, and I did that whole thing. You're man. even good in the neighborhood, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> that Caesar steak, Caesar salad, man. Yo. Oh, but that was a shit show too. Was it? Was it? It was like the movie. Do you not recommend? Oh no, it was. It was the food. It does get microwave though. It's like they it's all that. microwave. They do that to wrap to feed up the lines. So they'll put a steak in there, even though that's supposed to, you know. Wait, so like it'll be cooked, but then it'll, it'll sit out because. It, it, well, it's not cooked properly. They're zapping it with the microwave. Wait, so it's cooked raw to cooked with the microwave. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Even if they sear it, they'll still microwave it. It's cra- I don't know. It's, it, the line's nuts back there. We've had some crazy experiences there, man. I was like a busser hostess there, <laughs> trying to learn if I wanted to be a server or bartender, and it was like oh, too much work, man. That is a lot of work. But the movie that was Ryan Reynolds called Waiting, it's it's like that without the tampering. They don't tamper with the. That's Probably. extreme. But everything else, like the manager that hits on the hostesses and hires the hot little high school chicks, like, yeah. it's like that. Oh yeah, I've, I've witnessed that at 
I worked at Burlington Co Factory <laughs> for um, a little bit. Uh, for actually, I think it was like a year. Yeah. And yeah, I definitely saw some weird things with like hiring certain people and the manager. You know. Yeah. Um, conflicts of interest. I guess we could put it that way. Dude, I saw that everywhere, man. Remember we talked about don't shit where you eat, man. Yeah, you can't date your coworkers. No. Never do that. So. That's what I was. I never had. I never in my mind thought of myself ever being in a relationship with coworkers. Like don't. I don't care who they are. Yeah, I, I, I'm lucky. I've I've steered clear of it, but I've seen hotel industries notorious for it because they work long hours, and then stuff st- starts stuff hap- starts happening. And like, yeah, people start dating and then it doesn't last. And of course it's not gonna last. I mean, the dude's married sometimes or she's married. <laughs> like it's crazy. But even the ones that are like not. You said you leave them for me. <laughs> yeah, man. And then the ones that like do date that are single end up not working out. And then they're, it's a small circle, man. People, news gets out. And Is I'm it, a guy like people tell stuff to. I never tell it to anybody else. But like, it gets around. It yeah. gets around. And I'm like, dude, that's why I never did it. Is it always resentful, like these breakups, or is it like, oh, I guess I've we're never, just not. I've never seen it like work where it was chill. I know maybe someone has an experience with that, but I've never, I haven't seen it. It was, it was always, always awkward. Yeah. There's not a lot of closure sometimes. I mean, maybe they hooked up a couple times and then now they don't really ho- want to hook up anymore. And then even that can become something weird. People get attached, right? Yeah, someone might. Develop feelings. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely stand by that. And I say that nowadays, too, if I were going to give advice to the young generation, of, uh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. don't date right now at all. I mean, just keep an open mind and go out yeah. and flirt. I think we should flirt, but like keep it a, just keep it cash, <laughs> you know? Like, you know, are you against like these committed relationships that people get into? Uh, I mean, I, I want to pull for that. I'm definitely someone that, that wants that still, like definitely values a monogamous relationship. So you could see yourself getting remarried in the future. Well, maybe. I, I think I think that right now now yeah but who knows i mean right now i'm technically taking a break and and i like that but what if i like this break longer you know sometimes you think you want something and then you learn how to live without it so so well that you're like oh maybe i don't want this anymore you know that's a good point that's why like even when people have phases after a breakup like the whole phase and like enjoy it because i don't know like maybe some people can have two i don't know i had i had one you know but then now it's like oh that was a phase now your second wind of the whole phase (laughs) maybe maybe (laughs) i thought i was done i should have you know had more fun you know like there's certain phases in life so i mean maybe i don't want it and we'll see but for now it's definitely gonna have to be to the point where i can talk to this person the way I talk to anyone, you know, like I have to be able to talk to someone and not have to wear a mask around that person. Yeah. That person's supposed to know you the way you know yourself, if not better, because they have a different perspective on you. And the more they know you, the be- the, the, the more that they show you they know you, that's the connection, I, I feel. That, that's my, my, when I, my gift to people that I meet is I try to like, not to dissect someone for the sake of just doing it, but to show that person that's how I, I know you. Yeah. You know, I know you as this person who does this, even though you might not know it, but I see that in you and I value that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just being authentic and yeah. coming. So becoming friends first, basically. Yeah. You know, and developing slowly. and It's a process. Definitely. I think because we have so much instantaneous gratification yeah. with every single other Everything. thing in our lives. And we can get that. But after a date, does he like me? Does she like me? You don't know. You don't know yet. You're going to have to trust the process. That's too long. Oh man, and your friends are gonna like. And there's also ear. emotional vulnerability. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like, I don't have time to do this again. You know, Ugh, even though I'm healed, I don't want to do this again. And you start questioning your your decision making, and then you're gun shy. You know, like yeah. maybe a night you should have gone out, but you're too tired because you didn't really want to do it. But you could have. You should have. You know. What do you think is the biggest red flag for the youngsters who are out here engaging in? Uh, I relationships or even just dating around like is there something that why 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 are you doing it first what what's the motivation if it's hooking up okay well i would still ask you like to look deeper because you still get that you still get that 
but why outside of the hookup if that's if that's all you're looking for that's sad not in a bad way but you should you're, you should you're looking at it like completely wrong you're looking at this thing and there's way more to this than than just that that's the bare minimum yeah that's that's you can do more with that you know so try to just get to know yourself better and be able to express yourself in the most genuine way possible because if you can't be yourself to you I know it sounds really cheesy, but that really is the, the most critical person of you. I have friends that had drinking problems that could never tell themselves that, but they would get a certain way after drinking and they would lose it. And then they know they get, they turn into somebody else, like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but they yeah. never want to confront it. They're always in denial about it. Oh, I don't want to hear what I did. And then I was like, oh, dude, you, are you sure? Like, yeah. But sometimes it's like really bad. Like they would do something that and say something that's hurtful or whatever. So get to know who you are first and see who you want to be and why. Why do you want to live life? First of all, before you want to pair up with somebody, why do you want to live life on your own? Yeah. You know, yeah, okay, you have kids. That's cool too. That's one of the reasons that you can do. But why? Why do you want to be with someone first? And then why do you want to have, you know, that, there's levels to life that we don't really question anymore. Don't live on autopilot, I guess. That's, that's what I mean. And then for some reason, even though I was that person before, what, whatever happened after I found out this all happened when I was going through my separation, I can't help but be aware of what's happening now. So I can't turn it off. So... It's not that I'm trying to be paranoid and try to, I got part of it too, is I, I plan for the worst case scenario or I desensitize myself to it all just to, I run, my, my mind runs wild a lot of times and I'm just trying to keep it, you know, busy. So I like to try to see different scenarios and I try to f decipher what's the best move, what's the most authentic move. Uh, I need to be more social. I need to go and you know, talk to people more. And even though I get burned sometimes, or you know, even when the dating scene, catfish or whatever, or you end up being a therapist, you know, like it's, it's draining, but you still got to keep doing it. Yeah. Have you been, you've been catfished before? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I only dated for like a month when I got here just to kind of see, and I, I really do take too much of a casual approach to it that it was like, now I'm like, people here don't want casual. Like yeah. a lot of them really want, and they think that they want the marriage right away. Yeah. It's, it's based on like a lot of success that, the, that young adults here have had in school and in work and in, in, in intellect. They're smart people here, driven people, those type A types, you know? Yeah. But even them, the moment that I've met, there's a lot of them that are very smart, very accomplished. But it was that cookie cutter DC date of like, well, where do you, where do you go to school? What do you oh, do? Yeah. And then when you mentioned your clearance to me, I'm done. <laughs> are you GC, GC1, GC, what is it? Whatever, CCI, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. the new one is. Like, no, man. First of all, I don't want that because I, I like to do cool stuff. <laughs> you know, I like the secret one. And I, yeah. it's, it's, it's fine. I don't want anything further than that. I don't want a polygraph. Oh my God. I no. don't want the government to know any more about me. Yeah. Have you ever, they ask you the craziest yeah. questions, man. So, yeah. So that happened. And, and it's like, that's when you don't have an open mind. You don't have an open mind anymore. Like th there's going to be times where you don't vibe, but you could still have fun with people and flirt with people and compliment each other's features that you do like and have a good night without having to say, oh, we're never going to get married though. But yeah. that's fine. That's cool. But, but we're here now. Let's have a good time and see where it can go. Because sometimes things can flow. If both people have time to really open up, then you never know. Like maybe that person was just shy. Now you got the ball rolling. Now you like this yeah. person. Now you see him in a different light because you're getting to know him. Exactly. I don't think you can tell. Right off the bat. For, from a two-hour date no. if you... Oh, I'm not looking for this, the spark, the this, the that, the, uh, it wasn't there. Like you, it's not going to be that you're, no. it's literally like an, an introductory. You're just exactly. getting to know, first of all, you're just trying to find out the person is not a murderer. That's what I'm That's saying. what the first date's for. And the dates go by quick here. I'm not, because yeah. at night, especially when I was here, it was like COVID hours still. So like these dates are wrapping up quick. And, and these like, people work the next morning and all yeah. that. So. And I was like, yeah, so yeah, it was weird just adjusting to the dating scene in general, uh, being back in the U.S., dating Americans. Yeah. Um and then that part of it and everyone wants to find out right away whether they like each other or not 
And so for me, I'm more realistic about it. So if I'm going on a date with you and, and we weren't the most flirtatious or the most, you know, we're still going to talk, we'll get to know each other, but then it becomes more of like a conversation that I'm having with someone that I had a drink with. That, like a, just to fill it in, you know, like I'm not really getting to know that person. I think a lot of people try to, um, we both do it where we try to figure it out. When I, I took a step back, I want to get to know the person and I know that three hours, even four hours sometimes, depending on the person, it's not enough time to get to know someone. Yeah. And I don't know what the time limit is, right? It depends on the, the connection and what you're working I think if you have about. a time limit in your mind, then you're already doing it you're wrong. You're already doing it wrong. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. So one is not enough. I don't know the magic yeah. number. It's not one. And it's, it's not one. It might, maybe it takes, I think you need at least three dates. Yeah. But yeah. where do you learn this? Where else would you learn this other than like a TV show? Or if you have really active parents that are going to try to socially prepare you for the life of a young adult nowadays, you know? Yeah. Like no one really taught me that one. Well, well, your parents don't even understand the dating the scene culture. today. Yeah. And, but if you look at it also, like I think this this whole like, oh, love at first sight. We knew immediately. No. This is what's being taught to us or See, being preached I think through that, the TV. That and, can happen in moments like that you really just got blown away by someone that you really liked. But as far as like instant trust and you still have to do some legwork in there, right? Like, yeah. I, I like that if people are open to it, but people are so closed off right away that you won't be able to tell right away nowadays. Yeah, but in like The Bachelor, like in oh, all these like no. shows, like they know, okay, oh, yeah. I know. They, 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 their dates are so fast, you know, like it's yeah. like they talk for like five minutes and it's like, oh, I really like her. Yeah. And it's, they, you know. They never last. You know, they never last. They obviously, never, but it's like, I feel like our, our ideas are being skewed because you want something fast. fast. Yeah. Dude, there's a show called Love Island in the UK. Yeah. It's nuts. I've, I've watched that. It's basically like, it's you, really toxic. It's a recipe for disaster, man. Yeah. So they uh, glamorize a quick next person and they shame the person who decided to stay in the relationship. Because there's times where they actually, so you pair up with someone. And if, you, if you're in a relationship, you get kicked off or something, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but they go to like this other island party, party house. So then they get new girls and then they go to another house with new guys, but they're paired <laughs> up. But if one comes back with a partner and the other one stayed faithful, then they'll, so if you, stay you get faithful, punished for being faithful, so maybe you stayed, right? You said there's a hot chick or do whatever, you know? And then you're like, oh, I should, but I'm faithful to him. I told him I would never stray. And then, so she's out in front of everyone. And then the host is like, oh, why did you decide, decide to stay? And she's like, oh, cause we promised that we wouldn't. And then he shows up with a girl no. and he has to tell her why he left her and he has the drum roll. And you're hoping he walks out by himself, but he's usually with a girl. And it's a, and then they have to live together. And she has like a week where she's not with a, with she's in danger of being eliminated. She's single now. Yeah, and, and she now has to she's find just somebody. Heartbroken. It was like young twenty year old chick, and she's like <laughs> got cheated on, right? And it's not really getting cheated. It's on. not it's even a relationship. relationship. <laughs> so that's what it be. But they they sleep in the same room. There's beds, and they all sleep in the same room. And sometimes they get time alone. And it's an everyday episode thing. Every day, so everyone logs on and watches it. It's nuts. They so a show that that basically punishes you for being loyal. Yeah. There's one couple that was glamorized that people loved and they thought they, they, would love. they, they stayed forever. It was that it. boxer's brother, Tommy Fury. Tommy He's Fury. a was this the season seven? The latest one, one of okay. the yeah. He was with this girl named Molly, and they were like the glamour, but they're like they're Hollywood. Yeah. It's not real. <laughs> <laughs> we see through it, Molly. Yeah. Let's see, yeah, yeah. So, but that's what. So the idea of date, I still don't think it's been developed. Our communication skills have been changed because of social media and, and our access to it all. Yeah, it's harder to meet someone at a bar and just strike up a conversation. And the level of, and there's COVID as well. Mm -hmm. That's and also made people more. You make it, yeah. Everyone becomes more inter isolated and, and less likely to be open. Have you tried like online? The uh, I mean, in America at least, have you tried like? I feel like Americans are more keen on meeting people online. 
for some yeah. reason. Cause see, I don't, so I, I've had even the dating types, like I, I had ones that want to FaceTime and stuff. I don't like doing that. I, I don't even, I did that with my mom and then, and that, you know, my kids and stuff, but like FaceTime with the stranger, it's, it's weird to me. Yeah. You don't know what you're going to get on the other end. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Anticipation moment. I just like, let's just go have a drink or have a coffee. If you don't have a lot of time, let's just go and meet. If you're the type of person that needs to just see if I'm trustworthy, whatever, let's meet in a public place and let's just keep it low key, man. Let's keep it chill. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, I feel like the, it's definitely on an expedited plan timer when I'm, when I'm on dates here and it's expensive. So you said you feel like women in DC are more inclined towards like they want like very, something very serious. So I think, I think women here are very, I don't even like to try to tell them how, you know, cause it's not, not like that. My understanding of it, they're very successful and very driven, very yeah. driven, intimidating sometimes for men, sometimes shy away from that. I think some guys can't handle they can't it, handle it, or they're just uh, not, not, not used to it. Cause these are like a woman that I envision myself being is, is a strong independent woman that that we both sacrifice, not sacrifice, but we submit in certain ways to each other to help each other feel good or whatever. Not that there's rules and stuff, but little things you can do for your wife or, you know, hold the door open. Yeah, she could do it herself, but you do it, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that. So, but, so there's a, but there hasn't to be an understanding and an interest still on that, like an interest uh, sexually. You have to vibe with the person. So it's hard to connect to someone when they're showcasing all their accolades and their success and why they, why they're ready for a relationship. And telling a a partner that like why like that's cool I understand that but let's talk more about like why are you getting in this relationship not that you're ready for it that's really good I'm, I'm, that's a great that shows me drive and, and and motivation but why do you want a marriage you know to do you want me to plug in and do what you do you know maybe do you want someone that's like you and your life is cool and you want me to just plug in or do you want someone that's different and we can incorporate different you know we're yeah. gonna have to learn how to cohabitate to with each other do you think about those you know how to compromise do yeah you know, to, you know do you know yes what is it that you really want out of it than just having Having someone there, whether it's just for sex or whatever, companionship or what, just have you know. There's more to. I it. think it's mostly the social thing. I think there's like a social. Um, for a lot of people, they have this social requirement of like having someone. I'm not. I'm 29. I don't have a fiance. Mm -hmm. My friends are all getting married, so it's like a societal pressure. But I wonder if that societal pressure wasn't there. Would people even get married? That's what I mean. Yeah. So I, I've had friends that I've heard people say like the biological clock. So yeah. my friends that are in the mid thirties, they feel that timer and it's, it's, it's hard to see people that really want children and they struggle with it because they're, now they feel extra pressure to find someone. they they try hard, man. My friends were trying very hard to find quality individuals and they're cool people, but yeah. To find someone to match people like that, you know, that they're unique, you know, and it's going to take a while to match that with someone, you know, and then people that I know, they don't want to settle. I mean, we shouldn't settle, but we should yeah. have a realistic expectation. Exactly. I think at some point you, I don't want to, let's not call it settling, but not you're going to have to yeah. compromise, Compromise. which is the same exact word, yeah. but well, that's what I mean, <laughs> it's just a different connotation. Want, what you want now, because all you got to do is program yourself to, to know what you want now. And eventually you're it's always, always going to be evolving, of course, when you meet someone and stuff, but you have to get to the point where you like someone enough to know that that's the person, at least that you want to try hard with. Yeah. And, and so for me, I kind of knew the difference between going steady and, and going on a date in high school. I think I learned that from like Saved by the Bell or something. Like, cause it was over the Letterman jacket where you give a pin or something to like the girl. And now they, now that you're, now you're exclusive. Yeah. So exclusivity. So my friends would go on a date and they go to the movies and then like in eighth grade and then they go, Oh, I didn't like her. So she's my ex now. And I was like, no, it's not <laughs> how it works. had a whole relationship so, with the movies. Yeah. And like someone's like, hey, I'm going to go on a date with this girl. Like, oh, no, that's my ex. I went out with her once last year. Like, no, dude, that's not your ex. You just went on a date. It didn't work. And not that you don't like the person. I mean, maybe sometimes you don't. But then it's just that you weren't interested in each, in each other. So you kind of figured that early on. So nowadays people, people need to learn how to be casual more efficiently. 
with dating now. We have to know how to maximize our time and to identify what our goals are. Yeah. We can go blindly into it and say we both kind of just want companionship and stuff, but like we might be in different areas of that. Like we have good jobs, we have things, but maybe you want kids and I don't really want that yet. Or, you know, there's a lot of th things now and we, and we have to compromise. So I have friends that are like, oh, I used to think that I wouldn't date someone with kids, but now I'm in an age range where I'm meeting a lot of guys with kids. Yeah. Or women with kids. Yeah. So there's definitely that. But for me, it's just going down and, and trying to decipher what it is I want out of a relationship now. My expectations are pretty high now. Yeah. You know, which is okay. And I'll, and I'll taper them back. But I mean, I think it's good to have core values that you don't negotiate on. But then there's things you kind of have to wiggle. Like three things that's like, if you don't meet these requirements. There should, yeah. You know, just so you can like, because you got to Go filter quick. through yeah. people, right? You have to, you have your deal breakers. And there's also something weird I noticed on, on apps. There's when's the point where you meet somebody and you decide you're going to get off the app that's a weird conversation and it's oh when you're, you're yeah so that's leaning toward exclusivity but you're testing the waters to see if they're yeah. in agreement with that if they're going to be exclusive are you going to be exclusive see, but that's where the communication is lacking yeah it should be clear and concise from the beginning like hey we should be able to talk to each other and this is a perfect world perfect setting but that's the dialogue of like hey there might be a time where one of us likes each other more how are we going to handle that yeah well see, it's not even it's like kind of hard to bring that up in the moment right like if you're having like maybe you guys are having a good time together you don't want to ruin the flow so talking about it too much can can also but also i think dating apps create this idea there's always somebody better who's going to yeah. match with you around the corner so it's hard to give it up because it's like yes yeah i'm with this guy but what if just tomorrow mm -hmm. i get this guy's qualities and he's like and a billionaire and he's this and he's that and he has all these other qualities that i want in a man See. that i'm not that i'm negotiating on with this person that I'm compromising with. And that's the, another part of it why it's a problem is because there's too many options. But in, you know, in DC, the ratio of women to men is a lot higher. So I don't know about if we could speak for the the country, but I know DC specifically, I feel like it might be a different ratio. It might be skewed because there's more men, there's more women than men and not all the men in DC, you know, want to be in relationships or want to, you know, yeah. or even on these apps or anything like that. Right? And then some people are short term here. They're not really, yeah, DC, there's more, but I heard that the re reputation of the dating scene here isn't very good. Yeah, it's very poor. That's what I hear, yeah. yeah. San Diego's similar, because if we have like military people, not that all military are bad, I'm saying like there's transients, it's a, it's a melting pot of people coming in short term and leaving, not knowing, it's a fun place too, so when you go there, you're like, oh man, there's more to life than getting settled down. I could go to the beach all day and go yeah. up on mountains and do snowboarding, I don't know. Yeah, people don't, I guess what I'm trying to do is now that I mean, I'm, I'm in this situation, which is not bad. Like I said, aside from the negative side of being separated, I have a second go at all, at it all. And I have two kids and I'm trying to figure out a nice balance of what that means for me, fulfillment for myself and for my kids, making sure that I'm you know, equally spending time for myself and my children, you know. And so I'm trying to show young parents that we don't have to act a certain way. We don't got to go disappear, disappear in the suburbs like some of my friends have and never see them again. Yeah, you got a really big house, but you don't go anywhere. Who's <laughs> nobody can see, no. nobody's visiting <laughs> and you. And it's the same as the next door house. And then, you know, <laughs> there's no individual individuality. So um, yeah, I'm trying to show people that, that when we meet, I mean, I met people all over my travels and I'll be at a festival and I'm like, wow, so add me on Instagram. Oh, well, you have kids, what? And I would never guess. I was like, what does that mean though? Cause mm -hmm. like, that, is there a way I'm supposed to look? So I kept thinking, is there a way I'm supposed to look? Cause I have two kids and it's more of the age thing and I get that, but eventually it starts to mess with you. Like, am I, is there a, there's an expectation out there. If you're a parent, you look a certain way. Cause we think about our parents and then what a parent looks to us, and it looks how it looks to us. So yeah. I think it's like, and the more you're able to kind of show young people that it's still worth 
doing doing it because I have friends that are in happy marriages. Like they're happy. It may not be for me, you know, but the ones that did go to the suburbs, some of them are happy in their bubble. That's to me. Why 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 would I ruin that? You know? Yeah. Don't burst the bubble. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like you know, don't tell them to go in a festival and do mushrooms and, and they might not want to go back to their old life. Yeah. Saying. No, but no, there's a way to still have your individual freedoms and have multiple hats and still be uh, you know, a good parent or a good partner. And define father. I think you're trying to define fatherhood for yourself. Yeah. So what that means. So yeah, how, how to live this life that's not conventional is it definitely an alternative lifestyle of sorts. Um, like I, when I go to school programs, everyone's way older, like, and it's hard to kind of relate. Um, and then and yeah, I always want to have genuine con- connection with I meet people, but that's one place I have to wear a mask. You got to be like talking about 401ks and adult yeah, situations. Which I can do, but it's not what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. Like someone asked me about my retirement plan. I was like, man, dude. <laughs> yeah. And then that's why I mean, then the, what do you do for work? That question and stuff. But no, that's all for the young people show them that there's a there's it's worth taking the risk because people get burned early in relationships and they think they don't want to do it anymore because they got cheated on they got mistreated you got to put work into it it's more of like learning lessons like okay. all nervous and everything filipino european uh, yeah i'm the first Ger- filipino spanish, uh, spanish french german to ever be on this podcast and i really like learned a lot from your actually cool, i'm this is one of the podcasts where i'm taking stuff with me Thanks. I'm learning from like your experience, well, you know, your wisdom. Whatever you could take, young, young Padawan. Young Padawan, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you, sire. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Richie. No um, do you want to plug anything in? Anything you want to share? Oh, man. Nah, man. I'm San Diego, man. Yeah. Rep Sh- in San Diego. Shout out to Do you want to shout out your Instagram or anything like that? I want people to. Oh, no. I'm super okay. private. Okay. I, keep, cool. I don't even post Don't anymore. follow him. Don't follow me. I won't even link him. Don't even He's... think about me. <laughs> I'm trying to control the energy. <laughs> This I is like it. <laughs> more low key. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I won't even. You know, he's a hidden. He's yeah. just, he's exclusive. That's it. I don't smoke weed. If the, my my employer ends up catching this podcast, these are all. This is all allegedly. Yeah, allegedly through back you know, stories. Yeah, it's it's all hypothetical. Nothing. Nothing's real. All that you heard is fake. Yeah. And thank you so much, Richie. Thanks, Have bro. a good day. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening. Arr.